0: From downtown, this is Tim Kitzel from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka!
1: This week on Nintendo Main, there was a Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Direct. We got a ton of games coming out this week, and we get to talk more in depth about Neon White and Shredder's Revenge.
0: Did I just play the new Super Mario Bros. 2 of top-down shooters?
1: I now live in
2: Stardew Valley.
0: welcome to paradise
1: welcome to valleys welcome to nintendo main podcast episode 326 your place to hear nintendo fans try to make sense of xenoblade chronicles directs and talk about other games that have been released not to mention i realize that this is a huge week as far as games go like there's a ton of shit coming out this week if you didn't, if you didn't look at the releases, it's like, oh, oh, like uh, what the Capcom fighting collection. Like I, for some reason I thought that was next month, but it's like, oh, there it is coming <laughs> out now. I'm like fuck. Yeah, All the reviews are hitting right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get it for sure. Definitely for that Red Earth game. That Red Earth game sounds amazing where it's basically a fighting, it's a fighting game RPG. Yeah. Put me in that. I want to play that shit, Where there's only like four characters, but you like level up and you fight giant monsters. That's, that's fucking rad. I want to play that game. But anyway, we are your hosts. I'm Trey Violet, more like Dialet Johnson.
0: I'm Jeremy Patrick Mikowski.
1: I'm John Smelly Old Farm Knitter. Smell-o-vision. And let's, t- let's start off the show as we normally do and talk about what we've been playing and what we purchased for the week.
3: <laughs>
1: so, I mean, all of us, John was, had played it more than Jeremy and I had, but we've all experienced Shredder's Revenge by now.
0: Yeah, we, we've played all played it
1: a lot. We've all beaten it. I think you both yep. played it more than I did. I, I did a stream of it Saturday night on Twitch. Finally jumped on that, not showing uh, inappropriate movies or whatever. <laughs> and I, I basically played through the whole thing by myself in about three hours. And then I ended the stream and then I jumped back on and played online a little bit. And that's about, and that's about all I've, all I've played of it so far because there was another game that came out that I'm much more interested in that one. Then the term, then the whatever, then the turtles one, but um, but yeah. What do you think of it so far? I mean, obviously I'm sure you're enjoying it because you've been playing a lot of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, John was right on when he said this might be, I think he said at the Slack that it might be a serious contender. If not, your number yep. one right now.
2: Yep. Absolutely. Cause I, mean, I can't think of a game that, that, I anticipated more intensely for a longer period of time that delivered number one. And then also it's like a fulfillment of basically a 25-year need, right? At least mm-hmm. maybe 30-year need since we had a great Ninja Turtles game. I mean there was all these licensed games and you know, various Turtles games here and there, but none like the arcade experience that we all loved and, and wanted to revisit again. Now here it is, and they delivered not only uh an experience like that, but the best Ninja Turtles game ever.
0: Oh, easily. It's easily um I've I've seen people throw these kind of things around and I don't want to use them, you know. I, I want to make sure you know this is my own thought, but it's my favorite beat 'em up. I don't really like beat 'em mm. ups that much. That is um,
1: true. You fell asleep while we were playing Super Double Dragon once.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like you know, I used to like beat 'em ups when I was a kid more and I think it was just the mindless fun with people, you know multiplayer but the 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 ninja turtles game always held a special place in my heart for all the nostalgic reasons anyone else would have you know like um just playing it with my friends and just watching other people play it when i couldn't afford you know when i didn't have any quarters um now i have the closest i've ever felt to that experience at my house and it's just so beautiful like there's just so much going on so much silliness so much uh environmental storytelling and um I don't know. Like the characters they brought back were just so cool. Like I forgot about them. You know, I think Trey mentioned last week he forgot about Vernon Well, I forgot yeah. about like fucking
1: I forgot uh, about like 80% Wing- of the people in this game. Like a lot Nuts of these Cruise, people I'm like I'm like who the fuck is I do remember Wingnut. Wingnut was cool and I was glad that We Wingnut had was in we there. had those
0: action figures I, that have I remember that too, I yeah. when I got them for my birthday or Christmas or whatever it was. I didn't know who the hell Wingnut screlo swear. Mm-hmm. I was just like, "Oh, that's must be from the cartoon." And I didn't yeah. remember the episode at all. But I, I did eventually see an episode that had them, and you know, eventually I, I figured it out. But man, they haven't occupied space in my brain for 20 years easily. Like, When's the last time I thought Wingnut, screw this, when I was actually putting a wingnut on something <laughs> that I was putting together, probably.
1: wing Wingnut was a playable character in the uh, Turtles tournament fighting game on Super Nintendo. So okay, I remember playing as Wingnut in college, because that was like the time I played that was when we were at Lincoln, it was when I played the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fighting game. And it's cool. You know, there's like super moves you can do. Like, I'm definitely going to play it whenever the Kawabunga collection comes out. And I want to play the Genesis one because I never played that one. You know, but I remember playing with playing his Wingnut because he had a move called death from above, which I thought was cool at the time.
3: 1979.
0: I love this game. I just keep playing it like it's just a great game to throw on when I don't know what else to do. Like today, I was waiting on some stuff to like, cook on the grill outside i'm like okay well i guess i'll play through a couple levels with raphael to like try to level him up because i'm trying to get everyone to level seven or level 10 rather yeah uh, i just i that's what i'm doing right now It's just trying to get everyone to level 10 and i'm doing that by playing through the whole game with him so i'm also getting the ending as well so i've only done that with two characters um leonardo and casey jones but i'm at level six with raphael right now and i'm about to go to level 12 within the you know, sequentially going through the yeah, story. Yeah, because
1: there's like 16 levels or something yeah. like that total. Yeah, about. Levels. Yeah, it's about, very playable right? yeah. Like
2: that's owing to the the number of characters, seven different characters, right? That's pretty yeah large yeah. selection for a beat 'em up. Most of them only have like like four or so, and then you've got the 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 RPG elements of you know building up your characters and all that.
1: Yeah, I really like that aspect of it. Like e- right that you cool. Cool. that you can level up. Like, uh, like what, you, what you were saying earlier about uh, that other podcast talking about how you can use like your special moves too much. That's so not true because it takes you a long time to build up enough special moves to do it all the time.
0: I mean, not yeah. if you charge up at every screen before you progress, it can, it can be kind of annoying. I understand. You can, yeah. Because so, even Shauna was but, listening to me play with Leonardo and he says, I need to relax. Or I need right. to meditate. He says something like that. And it just. Sh- Deep sh- breath. He was deep breath. That's what it is. Deep yeah. breath, and it kept being like that over and over again. Deep breath. Oh, yeah. She's like, "Why does it keep saying deep breath?" I'm like, "I have to charge my special moves at the end of each screen, so that they're ready to go." Oh, I didn't even screen.
1: know. I didn't even know you could do that because I. The, yeah. I thought the only way you got your special moves was by was by doing combos, and then you build up your meter from doing combos and not getting hit. And then you get a special you can move, also, but if you but, get hit, you, you lose your you lose by, your
2: meter by taunting. Yeah, you hit the button and it takes like you know five seconds to recharge it, whatever, and you can do your special again. Oh, so what, I, I, what never got, I, I never got I never got that, that to word earlier. Earlier today, I mentioned on our Slack channel that uh, Ian from the CU podcast had a critique. Go listen to their recent episode.
0: I saw uh, the same. Tw- he said it on Twitter. Yeah. If it's the same thing, it's basically which, the multiplayer online is annoying because of it.
2: Which I, I felt like uh, that was, that's that's a valid critique. Okay, mm-hmm. as much as I love that game, as I love this game. You know having the 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 taunt recharge your special move um can feel a bit like you know funky mode
1: or whatever okay. know, like, like like easy it's, mm. it's it's easy you know what I mean I played like six hours of it and didn't even know that existed until just now, so <laughs> but now, now, you,
2: now you know so now it now can there, ruin the game for me. if you
1: want to or don't use it whatever you know
2: I find it especially
0: off. helpful in the one player mode, but yeah, you don't really need to yeah. spam it in multiplayer probably.
1: I, they were, yeah,
2: people use it a lot in multiplayer.
1: I thought that the because I did play online, and I thought that they were because when you get when you get like the full three special moves, you can use all of them to make your character just like fight harder. You know, like make your mm-hmm. make your physical attacks like more basically effective. double yeah mm-hmm. and i thought people were just doing that and that was the annoying thing that i kept hearing about them being like and then they get all like glowy and start punching people and but i but i my character wasn't leveled enough i couldn't do that because you have to get to a certain level to get three super attacks and then you can do that but you can't do it until you get three so i didn't, never was able to do it because i didn't even find out how to do it until after because i was playing with a different character so
2: well i like that you can do the that you can charge up with the 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 taunt and do your special attack, and I don't like it at the same time because I I might feel it one day playing it more seriously, like trying to get good at this beat him up and learn all the combo moves and all that. And if I want to do that online, well, that's that's pretty much impossible because people are going to just be charging up and using that that special move. Just to, don't,
1: just don't just don't, don't do it. Like, I mean, there, there's some level.
2: I, I'm, I'm saying my single player, yeah, sure. But if I want to go online and like have a Good challenging experience with a bunch of random people. Can't really do that because everybody's going to be, you know, super moving all over the place. They can do the, so, they, they can do that. But it'd be cool if they did it like, yours. so that you you were playing in story mode, you know, which is the more casual mode. Okay, you do that all you want, but then arcade mode, you can't do that. Maybe arcade mode you have to rely on on the combo moves. And I don't know, maybe they could adjust it so that you could use that um that one button recharge but it takes a lot longer or something like something. So it doesn't take five seconds. Maybe it takes,
1: or you could just get rid of it and play it the way that I was playing it, where you, where you build up the hit from doing the combo meter. And then when you get hit you lose it, cause that's what I thought it was. I didn't know what the taunt did because every time I did it, nothing happened. Like Donatello would just sit on the ground and play game boy and that's it. So, I mean, right. But that's what it was doing. It was recharging your special move. Yep. So, but it would be cool if
2: they, if they, Adjust it so that there's like, you know, like I said, the arcade mode it's it's off, and the story mode it's on, and have that be true for the multiplayer as well in both modes, so you can have the challenging experience if you want it, or the more chaotic, fun experience if you want that too. Because I, I like that as well. I like the Smash Brothers aspect of it of just having crazy shit all over this. I do too. That's fun.
1: There is, I mean, there is like some levels, like two or three levels, where that the, the challenge is to not use your super move. So, and I did that for those levels where you didn't, where it asked you not to do it, like if you want to actually do the achievements. That's going to be hard
0: for me, because it's just hmm. like hardwired into how I play now. But I just uh, didn't, I, I didn't do about it. like, it's, see, act, like it's, disabling it's the button on my A-Bit It's in the final, it's, it's
1: in the final level too, is where they ask you not to use the yeah. super there's, move against the super, there's, super there's shredder a couple of them, yeah. spoilers. And I did, and I did not use, every time it said, I tried to get all of the challenges and I did get all of them aside for the ones that are like, you know, physical damage based. Like I can't, yeah. go, I can't go through a whole level without getting hit. Like, come on, <laughs> and or like the ones where it's like avoid environmental damage a certain amount of time. I would always fuck those up. So, I think some of the earlier levels it's possible to get through it without getting hit. I, I got almost all the way. Maybe if
2: you're playing it it on breezy modes, levels or whatever. Yeah, You get pretty hard hard to do that anyway.
1: As I played it, I played it on uh, whatever the medium difficulty is. But there is an easy mode. You could try that. and Maybe you could get through it easily easier without getting hit. Well,
0: speaking of stuff that you didn't know until much later, Trey. <laughs> um, I was getting really pissed off, uh, when I was fighting, I think it was when I was fighting, um, you fight like the, the minor bear or whatever, or it's like a, a I I don't remember dirt bag and uh, a, and, and ground uh, chuck. Uh, ground chuck. Yeah.
1: I
2: don't know. So those. yeah, I was I fighting them are.
0: and they were like wiping the floor with me and it was because I didn't know you could dodge and I didn't know there was a yeah. dodge button. And so mm-hmm. that's because I just skipped through the tutorial at the beginning. I didn't start so I actually went through and looked like through it. Once I learned the, the dodge, thing. the whole game changed
2: the dodge button is fun i think it's i said last week but it's it's as fun to dodge successfully as it is to hit successfully makes you feel like a ninja when you're Mm moving all over the place plus it lets
0: you recover quicker too so like just those two things combined made me like better and then also i learned that i could double jump
1: all right speaking of stuff that we didn't know about until later didn't figure out until later uh one of the bosses chrome dome you remember the guy who like kind of goes into first person mode it kind of reminds me of like the old Battletoads games Mm-hmm. It took me forever to figure out that what you're supposed to do there is you're supposed to pick up a guy and like throw it at the screen and then he comes back. Like I would always right. wait it in- and wait until the barrel showed up and then blow up the barrel and then he comes back and you fight him, you know, and he gets stunned. But when I was mm-hmm. playing online, they were like taking guys and throwing them at the screen and then he comes back. So that was another thing I didn't figure out till later. Also, I I feel like a total idiot. You probably you're gonna tell me where it is, and then I'm gonna feel like a moron. But where the fuck are the stupid toads at? Like the fucking you idiot. whatever they are the the pimple whatever the battle toads wannabes the 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 pimples right. and zits or whatever the fuck they're frogs. called. Yeah, I don't remember those guys at all. That must have been. I like, think they or, were created for the. That must have been like year two thousand. No, they were in the show actually. That
0: they were?
2: Turtles. Yeah, that, that, I went
1: that, back and I watched a couple episodes.
2: That must have been nineteen ninety nine Turtles or something. Happened to find them in there. Yeah, I, I think. They they were like the the sort of lame not not Ninja Turtles in the show like they were used they were using they keep getting the credit for, for stuff purpose. yeah yeah yeah
0: so people would be like we saw some mutant green guys fighting it was like oh that was the Punk Frogs.
1: Yeah, and, right. they, and they do the whole ending is with that too, which I thought kind of like took away from the ending for me. I was like, well, that's dumb because I don't know who they are. But, uh, but um, you know, you collect those insects and you're supposed to give that to them, right? Just like you do when you collect like the diaries or like the headlines or Videotapes, whatever. Yeah. Where, where the fuck are they? Like I found all of them and something told me that I found them, but then I can never find them in the map. Do you go see them? Like how do you give them insects? They're at the beach. Like if you go, I think you go further south and there's like a little beach area down there. Okay, I I never, I never found them, and there was some sort of like achievement thing that popped up that said that I had them, and you could bring insects to them, but I never fucking found them. Like it didn't show them on the map or whatever. So, and there's like some like weird alien guys that look like they, they look like those Tetramino people from uh, Star Tropics One and Two that show up in Dimension XL. So they're probably from the show as well that there are all these characters in there that I really don't remember and I understand you know nostalgia whatever people want to make it about the original turtle show but I kind of really wish it was about the 2012 one the one that I actually liked (laughs) you know I would have enjoyed it more because I felt like the stories and the characters were better in that but I understand they'll make it about the first one just because all the 50 year olds or whoever who's playing this are gonna care about that but it doesn't really the nostalgia factor on this is nothing for me like it really doesn't really doesn't do anything for me oh it does
2: it a lot for me yeah it made me go back and like look oh who are these characters oh yeah i kind of remember them now and like i said it made me wa- watch a couple of the episodes and it put me right back to saturday mornings you know watching ninja turtles i, I think that's the magic of this game it-, it just feels like an episode of that old show that you either remember or vaguely remember you know if, you- if you're our age you know you're you're right back in it if you're not totally back in it you're at least kind of curious, I think. Like, who were who those guys? Were they in the
1: show? And maybe, maybe maybe, you go back and try to look for them. I figured who everybody anybody who was in there who was in the show was just...
0: I'm a little turtle you know, curious.
1: I think I just didn't... I just think I didn't watch the show enough to know about all these fucking weird characters. Krang's back to, to his incredibly annoying voice.
0: Hooray. I feel like I know... Most of what I know about the characters is from owning the figures. Like, that's what jumps out to me because... I mean, there was a time you could buy Ninja Turtle figure for like five bucks in the early 90s, you know, like, mm-hmm. and then they go on sale sometimes. So my parents knew how much we liked them and they spoiled the shit out of us and just kept buying them for us. And we just had like 50 of them, probably at least.
1: And they remember that how was... much you loved the taste of Raphael's head. So they got you other ones for you to chew it's on. It's a good texture. Uh... And <laughs> you're, you're hungry here. Uh... I feel like that's
0: how I became so sarcastic was by drinking his brain juice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's like here. Uh, no, we don't have any. F- no goulash for tonight. But here's um, here's a splinter toy. Uh, suck on it for a while.
0: My brother had the furry splinter toy. That thing was creepy.
1: <laughs> I never, I never <laughs> saw that one. Uh, th- this is this is a turtles toy uh, sidetrack thing. But do you remember? You remember how soft the shredder cape was? Like that was always mm-hmm. like the like the, the 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 um the fabric that you used to like clean your glasses and stuff. That's like the mm-hmm. same. Uh, texture as the shredder cape so like me as me as a kid and all my friends as kids we we would use the shredder cape to like clean our game boys and like stuff like that because it was like so soft and whenever i saw later you could buy the things to watch your glasses i'm like oh that's the shredder cape because it like had that same softness to it extra so
0: He might be a supervillain, but he knows how to treat himself.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and that original Shredder toy looked really weird. Like his body proportions yeah. are like they just don't—they don't look right. I don't
0: think you could bend his like. It's like his stomach. Well. It's really hard to really, get him to stand up.
3: Like his He's stomach looked really up strange. Up. Yeah,
1: his legs are really weird. But like the way his chest is—it's not possible. It's like not humanly possible to look like that unless you're unless you're like Dalseem or some sort of contortionist or something like that. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, Shredder's Shredder's Revenge. I beat it. Um, I'll probably, you know, I'll probably go back and try to level the people up, you know, whatever. I, I got the, t- I got a, I got Donatello's ending. I got April's ending because right after I beat it with Donatello, I jumped online with April, and somebody was already like a few levels left from being the end. So I just like played through the end with them. So I got another ending like that. Really easy to get them in that way. Uh, the online stuff kind of reminds me of Monster Hunter a little bit, just like how kind of how you can easily get people to come into your game and you can easily jump into other people's games. It's much more it's complicated in nice. Monster Hunter, but you can do the same thing. You know, like if you know how to do it, you can kind of do it the same way as you do in this. So it sort of reminded me of the multiplayer of that, which is cool. And uh, yeah, it's um, this
2: game also. It reminds me how much I played the original NES games. I think those were my most played NES games. Maybe maybe just behind Super Mario Brothers. Right, but those were ones that I would just. I feel like playing Turtles. Pop it in, and you know, play Turtles yep. for a couple of minutes. This that's gonna be the same case with this game,
1: even more so now because it's just it just lives on the system. I'll just don't gonna pop it in. Yeah, Everyone's just don't gonna blow on it on there. Yeah, don't gonna put another game on top of it. Whatever he. Had I'm to already do. feeling
0: like I know the layout of the levels really well. That's how much I've played it. Where I'm like, oh shit, I need to like not die because there's a pizza like coming right up, and I'll remember where the pizzas are and stuff. Like there's a pizza that gets ran over by a train. A train that I always think mm-hmm. about. It's like I hope that pizza doesn't get ruined when it gets hit by a train, but it's fine.
1: Did you did you like the skateboard levels? Because I, I thought yep. those were kind of annoying when I was playing. They were an, so they were
0: annoying at first, but you just have to match the shadow, and then it's not. I a good. just yeah. I just
1: yeah, I, learned, I just don't think do the there's move. I just don't think they're as fun as the other ones. They just seem kind of like too one note for me. I guess I got, I just whenever there was a new like skate, just, skateboard floaty thing or whatever, I it. was just like, oh no, not one of these. But that song. That song mm-hmm. was cool though. I mean all right. the I mean the songs are great. Like the whole soundtrack's yeah. great. But it's like even though I really wish they would have done like maybe one remix of the original arcade game song, because I think those songs are better than the newer ones that they've done, but whatever. I mean, Japanese composers on that one. Can't even yeah. just, can't even hold the candle to that. But you know
3: Nope.
1: I don't Didn't I don't want know. Pekinami. But I mean that like that song, that like main song from the first level of the original Turtles arcade mm-hmm. game has been in my head for like Ever since I put it on the episode last week, it's just been running through my head constantly. None of the songs from this game have been in my head at all. And I bought the soundtrack and I listened to all of it. So, I mean, you know, none of it's really, none of it really stuck with me, except for the weird intro that's different because Mike Patton did it or whatever. Like, I kind of remember yeah. that just because it fell off. It's a,
0: It sounds actually pretty good. It does sound off, but I mean, he could have just straight up imitated it and no, that probably would have been worse. No, no I mean, so. we,
1: we talked about that, how it should have like some different difference to it in the, Mm-hmm. Like they the don't remake. say he's
0: really hip and all that. Get a grip, you know. All the like songs that were little voice thingies. I miss those.
1: I, I do like the fun. I do like the credit song at the end. It's pretty good. Like that's a that's a banger. I mean, all all the songs are good. They just haven't just haven't been like earworms like the original like the original soundtrack was.
0: I love yeah. getting. A, I love that they're throwing like CRT TVs and like big box monitors. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> that I mean, that, 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 would, that in would hurt
1: you. Yep. I mean, it's supposed
0: to take like, place within the timeline all over the place. and all that. Yeah. 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 So
1: I mean, some of that stuff's really cool.
0: I was playing
2: with my nephew, and it was a level we were on the rooftop, and he cut the antenna off, and he says, "Ah, now they don't have internet." (laughs) (laughs) And like,
1: that's funny. That's actually a
2: a TV antenna. TV comes over the airwaves back back then, in in this game, he's like, "Whoa!" That blew his mind that TV could come just through an
1: antenna. I mean, it still can actually if you have an HD antenna.
2: (laughs) That's how that's how I
1: watched a lot of football (laughs) games. Yeah, no, that's funny. They don't have internet anymore. it <laughs> knocked out their cable modem. Mm, no, not quite.
0: Yeah, I, I love this game. It's uh, fun. I, I've only played the online multiplayer just the one time I played it with uh, Raphael, actually, because someone else was playing the character I wanted to play. And uh, I just jumped into some people's game and played the arcade mode, lasted four or five levels, and then I died. I think they were playing on the hard mode.
1: And, uh, and there's yeah, no continues I, in arcade mode, right? Like, that's the difference. Right.
0: And it they were definitely playing on hard you mode getting, I was get a getting certain really amount of hard. lives. So I've only played through on the normal mode. Um I haven't done it easy or hard otherwise.
2: I've never played the arcade mode. So I should probably go, go to that this week. But I played the story mode to death.
0: Same. It's just a fun game. It's just yeah, it feels like you, it was made for me. Yeah.
1: You said like you jumped in there um uh you said you jumped in there briefly last week the arcade mode just to see what it was about but you but yeah, I guess uh, weren't in there for that long. Yeah, I didn't really play it. No, it, it does I really
0: it, want to play with you guys. I want to play with some friends. It has some
1: yeah, we uh, jump on we haven't done that yet. it. It has some fun like uh has some fun like uh calls or whatever, um some fun appearances. Like I did like that Toka and Razar are in there, but they're like summoned. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's
0: kind of strange, yeah. They're like holograms.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh, I was like, I know them. They're from the Maybe movie because I they, they were they were in uh Manhattan Project. I forgot they about that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe they eventually found their way into the show after the movie, you know, like some like some Harley Quinn type shit or something like that.
0: This definitely gives you the impression that they are from a fictional universe within Ninja Turtles because they're oh. just holograms from a video game.
1: Oh, yeah. Or, or it could be like that, too. Being you know, like characters that were like created outside of comics that got put in comics later. That's what mm-hmm. i was talking about Harley Quinn stuff. But yeah, if uh, I mean, if there's nothing else you want to say about it, we can move on. Sounds good. Is there any other Shredders, Shredder stuff? Anybody wants to say? Anything? Buy it. It's great. Yeah, I saw, it. I mean, yeah. it's a, I, I'm sure it's still doing really well on the, on the eShop. I know a lot, of, yeah, shows, a lot of, a lot of people that have been talking about it and I did it, you know, I, I think it looks good. I think the soundtrack's good. You know, it's fun for, it's fun Big for summer
0: vibes. This is a great time to release this game.
1: I feel like it's done yeah, really, great. I feel like it was done really, really well, but there's another game that came out on the same day which I'm afraid is going to live under the shadow of it just because of nostalgia and all that. But I don't at me or at me. I don't care. I like neon white better than shredder's revenge. Big time. Wow. Neon white has grabbed my soul and it won't let go of me. I fucking love that game so much.
0: You must be a lot further than me. Cause it's just now started to really kind of pique my interest.
1: I I've been spending a lot of time getting like S ranks and gold ranks. Well, I've been getting gold okay. ranks for everything and I've been going back and getting the secret gifts on every, on all the levels also. This is, speaking of games made for you, Neon White is made for me. This is a game that I fucking love. Like, I love this game so much. And I was thinking about it. I mean, Shredder, I'm like, Shredder's Venge is cool and all, but I think Neon White is, like, next level. Like, big time. Like, this one's definitely going to be high up there for me so Actually, far. Mario Strikers is next level. For, for for the year. Yeah, The, control, the, the controls
0: but, of Neon White really kind of... <laughs> or what is the bane for me.
1: I'm with you on that because I was actually, that was going to be my nickname maybe for this week was, I was going to say like, why, why can't I jump with B <laughs> because that, because when I first started playing and it, it kept like getting fucked up in my brain. Cause I'm so used to hitting B to jump and it kind of it I, I will, I will give it to you. Like it sucks. it It won't let you, change your controls at all you can't do that at all in the game which really sucks and everything that you do in the game is is with the is with the analog triggers or with the triggers you know so like when you shoot you you do the secondary fire or secondary whatever and you um jump is all like within the top buttons but but no it's just I don't know the the reason I like it so much more I mean there's a lot of reasons that I like it but it's just so unique it's just a game I've never played like that it's a, like we said a little bit last week it's it's a first person shooter but it's also like a time trial game but it's also got like weird anime shit but it also reminds me a lot of like no more heroes like with just with the weird dialogue and how like all the characters are kind of all insane and like
0: I mean ultimately it's an action puzzle game that's what you would probably call it yeah and, and it's but I mean, it, every level's a puzzle and I do like the the, mer- the mercy of telling you like you need to restart like you're stuck, you know, instead of making you. Oh,
1: they do it pretty quickly, yeah, right, to tell you to to. to and you to just hit it. the
0: you know the, the dash button, whatever you want to call it, minus the, the
1: button. minus button. Yeah, actually, that's one of the best things the ever. Is what is what I was thinking about while I was playing it. Is like this is the best, like, because you know I play Tony Hawk like where you fuck something up and you got to hit start and then hit restart and whatever. This is the, the best way to do it, where you just hit a button, and it, th- it loads so quick, it throws you right back into the level again. And it just, like, really encourages you to just, like, keep playing the same level over and over and over again. And that's what I've been doing, and it doesn't bore me at all. Like, it's really it's really fun as fuck. And there's some fucking stupid-ass levels that you're going to see later, especially once you start, like, collecting the gifts that you get to give to the different characters, which that kind of reminded me of Hades as well. Because you like you find gifts within the levels that you give to the other characters, and you unlock like various dialogue, and eventually you'll unlock memories. Because your main character, it's basically the idea is you you died, you're in heaven, and um, because you sinned, but they don't they basically you're a sinner, but they want you to be like a murderer for heaven, so you become like this uh this like basically this hit person that goes out and kills demons. But it's also kind of like a competition. You're in competition yep. with other demons, but they're also kind of like in on your side, like as well. and one of them's really trying to fuck you and
0: we well, are trying <laughs> to earn is, um, yeah. yeah, you're you're trying to earn a spot in heaven. you want to get out of wherever the fuck limbo or hell that you came from?
1: yeah well I think well he just died well, anyway the main character dies and you're in heaven and you don't remember anything of what your life was like but these three other main characters they do remember what your life was like so there's, it's kind of like this puzzle within the within the story that's like trying to figure out what happened and there's like little little pieces of it that they say and I guess if you get enough gifts or you like com- completely get your like social link up high enough for each of these characters you'll eventually see like a memory with them in like the life that you had before you died and all that and it's really cool. Like I was, I, I read an interview with the with the developer uh, Ben Esposito, and he was, and I and I, I should have figured this out. He was talking about how there's so many, you know, first person shooters like Doom that take place in hell. He's like, I want to make a first person shooter that takes place in heaven because like nobody really does that. So I was like, I was like, well, that's cool. I should have figured that out. That that was like, I guess that was where the inspiration started. And then he was saying that, like you, that originally they weren't going to have the the times in there and all that, but it, it became a competitive thing within the development team where everybody was trying to beat their each other's times. That they ended up making it a part of the game, and that's what's really cool is you, like you have to like if you want to up your ranking among the the neons as they call them, they're different colored neons. You have to get a gold medal for each level to to rank up, and if you get like a blue level or a blue thing or an S rank as I call it or whatever you get two you get to go up two ranks so that's like kind of how it works so I, so i've gotten to the point where i play every level until i get a gold medal for everything at least and i'll play through them like and then i'll go back and i'll go and get all the get all the gifts and stuff so i can give them all the characters and when you give the characters a certain amount of gifts you get sub quests that, that come from the characters and those levels are ridiculous like they're ridiculous but they're awesome like they're really hard but they're fucking ridiculous Like I was playing this one for uh I forget if it was red or, or yellow or whichever one, but it's like one where you basically have to jump and shoot at the same time and you're just constantly in the air. You're not landing anywhere for like mm-hmm. the whole thing. And it kind of it kind of reminds me of like some of those like extra levels in uh, Kirby and Kirby and the Cursed Land or Forgotten Land where like right when you finish it, you're like, wow, that's cool. And you automatically just want to save like the last 30 seconds because you did some really cool shit at the end. Like that's what I've been doing on this one. I've been saving like almost all of the levels because I was like, man, I really fucking killed it at the end there because it's because they got some mad, some weird shit that you got to do. And I'm like, wow, this is this is amazing. So I love this game. Like it's yeah, this is the only game I want to play right now on Switch. <laughs> it's like wow, it pretty much took over for anything else. So I was like neon white, fucking. Well, I
0: definitely like it. I've played through the first set of levels. Um, got to where I'm actually in heaven and I can like talk to people and stuff. Oh yeah, so that's where I'm at. I've got like um, I'm four points shy of unlocking the next set of levels. But you know, those first couple of levels for me, before I like really started to figure out the controls, I almost just wanted to put the game down. Not that it was frustrating, maybe a little bit, but I was just kind of like, I don't get what's so great about this.
3: Yeah, you got to really you gotta, you gotta is play all about adding
0: more to it. Yeah. yeah, speeding it up. You're you're jumping. You're shooting bad guys. You just get in a whole like kind of a zen of of. Getting through the levels fast, you can to remembering where everything is, and uh, yeah, it. I would say you know, here's a fair comparison, Bayonetta, a little bit, kind of, because you're you're fighting, well, you're fighting in.
1: Heaven oh, sure, yeah, they Bayonetta. they have like the ridiculousness of hell and heaven and all. It kind of reminds me of Spawn a little bit in that way too, where they're like poking fun fun at like biblical stories and stuff like that. I remember uh, Tom McFarling saying that it's like, what's more hilarious than the story of like the God, God and the Devil and all that? And that's why they. Went the way they did, in and uh, spawn, and and that and that sort of thing. But wh- mm. what's re- what's really cool about this game, and which what, what what will help you like as you go through it, is everything. Every item in the game like means something. Like there's everything is placed there in like this great like has like the specific purpose, and it's really cool. And once you can figure out what they want you to do with every item, like every place that it is in each level, it all kind of starts to come together for you. And then you can get to the point where it starts showing you cu- shortcuts and stuff, too, where you want to get, like, the S ranks. It'll say, like, well, maybe you can go over here. It'll give you a little thing that'll kind of give you an idea of a different way that you could do it, where you could do this mad shortcut. And then I, you know, I was stuck on this one level, and I just wanted to see somebody play through it on YouTube. So I looked it up, and they were doing crazy shortcuts that I didn't even know about, where you, like, fell into this pit, and then you turn, and you go through this little tiny, like, crease, and you go around, and you can jump and go all the way to the back of the level without even doing any of the shit that they want you to do. It's just like there's just a bunch of shit you can do in it, and I think it's fucking rad. Like once, yeah, just realize that everything that's in there, it want like when it when it's there, it wants you to use it. It's not just like the, None of the items in the game are throwaway, and any of the characters. When you get to the point, like every character that you fight will have their own item with that that does its own thing. So it, you just kind of have to like have to break down every level in that way, and then then you start your your brain starts to figure out the rhythm of it. And once you get the rhythm of the game of the levels, then you'll start like getting the huge getting like the really short times and all that. And it's really cool that it'll actually show you all your friends times as well. Like when you play through like anybody yeah, right now, it's just that. you
0: and Janet that I see.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's for me, it's me and Janet and, uh, and David who is on our show as well is on there. And it actually kind of reminded me of uh, ring fit adventure because I would see all of your times on there as well. The, all three of you on there. And, and I remember David's shit was always like way higher than, than mine, but and, yeah, Janet, like, had, like, 10 seconds on the first level or something. And I was like, no fucking way. And that was when I was first playing it. And But once you start to figure it out, it's, it's fun. Like, it's really fun to go back and try to be like, all right, how can I break this level? Like, how can I make it, like, way quicker? Like, how can I do this? And, and when you and when you start looking for the gifts, too, like, you have to play the game completely different in a whole different way that doesn't involve going fast. It's mostly about, like, trying to get up to really, really high locations in the level to get like whatever gift and and once you get the gift the the level automatically ends. Like you don't have to try to get to the end. Like it's just like okay cool you got it. Now we're back at the menu screen. Cool. And it's just everything's just like really smooth. And the soundtrack's bumping too. Like and it's and even aside and it's a good podcast game too. You could just like pop whatever you know nintendo main or whatever you listen to just pop that on and just play the same level over and over and over again until you get through it and help you get into that groove and all that stuff i think it's it's great like i'm definitely i don't know i i heard it like takes like seven hours maybe to play i feel like i've played that already but i've been playing like every level trying to get like the gold medals and the gifts and all that stuff and I think it's really fun. Like, I watched a bunch of reviews of it, like, when it came out, and I saw people, like, saying they didn't like the story or they didn't like the characters. I think they're hilarious. Like, I like it. I like the stupidness of it. Like, I think they didn't like how it was, like, overly sexual, but it's, I don't know. It reminds me of, like, No More Heroes. Like, it's just dumb. Yeah. It's it's, 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 like, dumb funny. You know, it's not supposed to be It's got, like, taken anime seriously tropes all over the place. Yeah. But I, but I think it's supposed to be kind of stupid because the characters are really stupid. Like, I said, is my, uh, is my to nickname where Violet's like, I'm not Violet. I'm Dilet. It's like, Okay, like it's just it's just dumb, but it but it's funny. The dumbness of it is funny, I think, and I think all the characters are hilarious. Oh, and there's they have saints in there that are basically like cartoon cats, and the way they look. I mean, maybe you felt this is way, Jeremy, it, you as well, if you've seen them. Uh, they reminded me of the TKO characters from uh, Jackbox. Like you remember, like the weird, they're kind of like kind of see that kind of these weird animal characters. I don't know, especially like the the Mikey, the cat with the cigar that gives you the missions. I don't know. For some reason, he reminds me like he's straight out of that that uh, Jackbox Party Pack uh, game TKO, like with the cat floating on the floating mm. on the cloud with the, with the cigar. Like I don't know. It seems like it's right out of that. But I just like I like the bizarreness of the of the design of the characters and once you once you get can get around the controls and all that, like it plays like it plays great. Like and it's. And there's just so much cool shit, like, just going through and finding stuff is just really exciting to me. Or, like, the ones where, like, you never touch the ground. Like, it reminds me of some of the levels I used to make for Mario Maker, you know, where you just, like, just jump on guys, like, till you get to the end. Or the one, like, how to master floating through the air. Kind of even brings out some Mario Maker vibes in there, even, for
0: me. So They could definitely do, like, a level creator. And that could be fun. Um, I like the verticality of this game. And just, uh it's got a very clean, like... um uh, I wouldn't call it monkey ball, but almost monkey ball look, and it's just like really clean texture. Oh, sure, architecture. yeah. Like very, very and like simple. Really shiny surfaces that reflect everything, and um, just a, the sense of verticality is great. Like, you don't ever feel like you're going to die because you're already dead, but you definitely <laughs> know as you get higher up, you know, you start to sweat a little bit that you're going to have to restart the level if you fuck something up, so. I like that aspect.
1: I mean, it's very much like it's the old school level design where it's like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: okay, how far can we get? Okay. Now that we got to this part, we need to figure out how we get past this. And once we get past this, there's another thing, but you still got to go all the way to the back. And then
0: near as I can tell, there's no checkpoints. I haven't seen anything. There, like
1: there, there aren't No, which, which some people could, could say that's annoying, but I didn't because a lot of these levels are like 30 seconds long. Like they're not long levels. So it but once it, you know what you're doing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, I don't know. I, I just think it's really cool. Like it's been very like I've been working all week, like with fairly early call times and all that. But I've still been like, I've been like, I got to stay up those extra hours to play Neon White. It's like I got to do it. I got to do it because it's so much fun. I was afraid that I wasn't going to be able to play it at all before we recorded. Then Jeremy's going to tell me that he already beat it, and and I'm going to be like, I haven't even touched it. and That would be sad. But no, I've I've gotten to play it a lot. And I've been loving the shit out of it. It's really really cool.
0: Well, I certainly haven't beaten it, but I do like it. Um, it's obviously you're gushing a lot more about it i think i'm more of a rookie but uh it's crazy that this week two games came out that are it'd be hard not to really say stellar games
1: list. yeah like yeah. really like number i mean number nines like people have been giving them both nines and i'm just i'm glad that neon white runs so smoothly because i was afraid that it was like gonna be too ridiculous too fast for the switch but no i haven't i mean i'm not really a frame rate person but i it doesn't bother me like i think it looks great like i think it runs really i think well. the-
0: I think the clean aesthetic works in its favor in that regard. Like, yeah, yeah. It's very minimalistic, but that works for the game.
1: Is it a Switch exclusive? I don't think I so. I don't think so. Mm. It's on, it's on other things. But I remember seeing it. It, it had been in, like, directs or, or, uh, or Nindy presentations or whatever. I had seen it for a while, and I had my eye on it, you know. And I was like, that looks too fast, or, you know, card collecting, uh, but...
0: Well, you could almost say there's even, like, a Reservoir Dogs influence, because... Everybody's like named the after different color, colors, but, yeah. But they're all anonymous otherwise.
1: Yeah, because they all have masks on. Even though you do like see their faces in the dialogue sometimes, which is kind of weird. But I, I like how it's—it's it's just important to collect a card, but it's also as important to discard a card. That's how you, they do a really cool thing with the two different.
0: I haven't figured that out yet. with the
1: regular fire and the secondary fire. Like the secondary fire is getting rid of the card, but getting rid of the card is its own weapon as well. You know where there's like some. You know, there's some guns that give you an extra jump. There's some, some guns that, like, throw bombs down that'll bounce you up. There's also, once you get to it, it's fucking fun as hell. It almost feels like first-person Super Mario Bros. Once you get to the stomp ability, where you can just, like, stomp straight down, and you're going down on these barrels that explode and, like, shoot you way higher up, it's fucking fun as hell. Like, I'm like, I love this game. It's it's basically like you're you're doing a first person Super Mario Brothers and just stomping shit and blowing up and get jumping higher and higher and higher to the next thing. I did kind of think about that. I'm like, now I am the first person Mario stomper. Fuck all of you. Yeah, it's it's really fun. It reminds me a little bit of Killer Seven too, like in the in the art design. As well, yeah. we can, yeah. I've gushed enough about that, but check it out, it's great. Also, I, I think we all kind of dabbled on this just a little bit, Jeremy, more than us, but or than John and I. But uh, Fall Guys came out yesterday, uh, free to play online. Um, I, I don't know, I, I, I played it. it, I tried it, I played it yeah. a little bit. It's uh, you know, it's an obstacle course, I guess. Uh, you're supposed to be in like a TV show ish, right? That's kind of the theme of it. I don't know. It doesn't really do that much for me. But You'll like it a lot
0: more if you get better at it, but if you don't want to put the time in to get better at it, I understand. Sure. They try to lock you in with the gear and, and stuff. Like That's what kind of yeah. locks you in.
2: It loses me with all the, the stuff that's up front. Like If it just threw me in the obstacle course without having to show me all the different menus and all the different bracelets and outfits and all the shit that they're trying to sell me, then I probably would play the game more if it was just as quick as firing the game up and then you know 10 seconds later i'm in an obstacle course that would be more appealing to me but from what i played it was like a lot of setup and it took me three or four minutes to actually get into it and then once i was into it it was you know it didn't last that long it was like it felt like a lot of build up for something that didn't last all that long and i don't know it seems like I like the presentation of it. I like the design. It's cool. I like the bright, uh, cheerful, you know, candy color characters and all that stuff. It was Let me tell you something straight up because
0: I have played the PS4 version and I've got the original like launched PS4. So yep. it looks like shit on the Switch compared to it. Um, <laughs> it, it I still far, enjoyed it, it. It's playable. It
1: does a little st- yeah. look look a little stop motiony.
0: I think they did a good job making it playable, but yeah, the fidelity of it suffers and. The PS4 version is just so slick by comparison. And, and also, yeah, I know it's free to play now, but you still had to wait just as much back when it was you had to pay for the game. So they didn't really change anything as far as I can tell on the interface. Like, mm-hmm. it may seem a bit predatory, like what they're trying to get your money, but the interface looks the same as before. You just have the option to buy points now.
1: Well, that's um, wasn't it? Uh, well, this is something that Kevin Kevin Fair said when he was on our show. I don't remember which episode, and I think he's right. But you know how a lot of these games, like Fortnite, like Apex Legends, like Fall Guys, um, they throw you back into the menu a lot. They throw you back into the menu, yeah. and that's where maybe you get tired of being in the menu so much, or seeing the way your character looks so much. And when you're in the menu, it's like, oh well, I can buy shit. Like it's they kind of keep running you past this like. That's money, money gauge or whatever, because it's free to play and all that. But what, one thing I actually noticed that helped on fall guys is if you go into like the show options or whatever, and you click on all of the shows where you can make it either like solo squad or duo or whatever, just select everything. And then you'll be able to jump into games quicker because I was because I was just sitting there for like two minutes with nothing happening. And my guy was just falling. Yeah, I
2: selected all of them. I, I put yeah.
1: I put it on Twitter because I'm like, I'm just falling from the sky for 20 minutes like, or for two minutes. Where's everybody at? You know, so I just went in and, and selected everything and then I was able to get to shit. So, yeah,
0: this is an inferior version without a doubt. Um, maybe they'll patch it up. Maybe they'll make it better. If I were going to keep playing this game, I would just go back to playing it on my PC or PS4 but i do think like a lot of people are going to enjoy it um one thing that i liked about it having played it before playing with a bunch of noobs oh you can
1: great. you can win yeah did were you able to win then which i did
0: i didn't win but I, I did make it to the fifth round pretty easily like uh, like i can get down to the final like i think it's like 14 or I don't know, some weird number mm. i can get there pretty consistently but yeah by then that's the, the people have better skills than me I, I get, and i always make some dumb mistake but I think it's fun. I mean, for being free, I think it's worth a download. Just try it out. See if you like it. Do you have a PS4? Play it on that instead.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll try it again. Like it wasn't, I, I felt like it played fine. I just, uh, I didn't, I'm, I'm just, I'm not good at it. And there's some parts that I just, I just couldn't figure out. Like there's underwater jumping where you have to like hit a fan and to take you to a thing. And I just could not for life me figure out how to get I to the next part. I gotten
0: and... to that. I have not seen that yet. Uh, so there's a lot of shit that I haven't seen yet. But you got to remember back when I was like, super hype on this game, it was the Zeitgeist at the moment was like Fall Guys, this is the best, or Fall Guys sucks, but we're still talking about it. You know, so it was in it was in the public discourse a lot more. And at the time it was what summer two years ago? Or was it just a year ago? God damn No, no,
1: that. uh Fall Guys was twenty twenty. It was it was two okay, years yeah. ago. So
0: it was two years ago.
1: Cause when I did when I did my best of twenty twenty wrt radio i put songs in on there from fall guys just because that was big but i, I, f- I felt like the game kind of fizzled out pretty quickly like it kind of just w- it was there for a couple weeks but then it kind of went away i don't know i, I, have, it, I haven't heard anything i think about fall, fall
0: guys and among us had a really nice synergy for a while especially since the characters look very similar
1: i heard a lot more about um, fall about among us i felt like than i did
0: well actually. aoc didn't play fall guys you know so
1: <laughs> not through, not through her but i mean like uh you know, like, like my, like, uh, Jess's, Jess's friend Caroline was like playing, was like playing, uh, Among Us with her kids, like, you know, cause she goes, she's a teacher and all that stuff. Like, I was hearing about it more from even like casual, like, uh, video game people and all that, you know, so. But Fall Guys, I just kind of heard about from you, from Jeremy, and that was about it. And there was one other podcast I listened to that talked about it, like, maybe one time.
0: on. One if you episode, remember yeah. when we first were like, when I first was gushing about how much I loved it, like, early on, like, Somebody suggested, or I think it was like one of the main like Twitch streamers was like, I think it was Ninja. It's like, I wanted, I want a Ninja costume. And then they ended up like being like, well, we don't have sponsors. We're trying to avoid that. Blah, blah, blah. This, that, and the other. Fast forward two years later. <laughs> now, it's there's a game.
3: <laughs> now
1: there's Ezio costumes oh. that you see yeah. right when you boot it up. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay.
0: I mean, they really went from like, it's an indie success story for sure, but you're not always going to like where those end up, especially with these Battle Royale type games, but good on them platonic or whatever they're called good on them
2: they're really
3: yeah, the saturated the market mm-hmm.
2: that's the potential to you know that that, that probably this probably the that that it disappeared is the reason why they they shifted to to making it the free-to-play game that it is now i think it will be successful i think it'll at least have you know a couple months of uh, a, a little boom there and maybe it'll sustain i don't, I don't know but I mean, the, Fortnite's
0: still going strong amongst... Yeah, and, I mean, Ford, so Fortnite is, is so. like a
1: it's like a be is is like a beast of a whole nother level, right? I don't. I mean, I feel like they just keep changing shit, and not, Fortnite not,
0: might as well be its own console. And
1: now, like Darth Vader's in the game, and I don't know. I mean, it's they're just a. Uh, and there's, like, no build, and I don't know. Fortnite, they just change so much so often that they're just really good at keeping it fresh, I think. They're putting it in first-person mode, yeah. Well, I don't think they've done that yet. But, I mean, but when they took away the building, I think that was a big deal. Well, also, like, they keep changing the world and their stories and whatever going on. I don't know. I still, I never played it when Spider-Man was in there. But, you know, I haven't played it since Not they added exactly they added planes. But, I mean, you know, they're changing it so much that people still play it. And it's free to play, mostly. I think I'll revisit Fall Guys once or twice, and that'll be about it
2: for me. It'll join, uh, what is it, the ranks of all the other free to plays? know. Yeah, Fortnite, play. Paladins, uh, Apex Legends, and all the other icons on my Switch. Just 99. Icons, not games. <laughs> well,
0: I um, the most fun I had with it, other than just early on, when I, you know, obviously I was super cool, super into it, but was when I saw Kevin go on Facebook Live, like, hey, we're, you know, I play games, is going to do uh fall guys now and so i would end up playing with like eight or nine people and we'd all be chatting in facebook chat and it was fun like i'd met new people like i I wouldn't say i made new friends necessarily but we kind of like talk smack to each other and you'd be able to see the people you know they had different icons if you were linked up in a party or whatever so as a multiplayer game it actually is really cool you just have to kind of all be on the same page at the same time to play it
1: yeah I mean, I'll try. I'll try it again at some point. I just, I was just kind of like, I'm not good at this, and I'm just dying constantly. So,
0: like, maybe it's something we could do on Twitch sometime and get people to join us.
1: Yeah, possibly. I mean, it's it, it's going to get that Switch boom, I think, or that Switch bump or whatever. There'll be people will play it for a while, and those kids who don't have money to pay, to buy games or anything will keep playing it. I guess there'll
0: probably be a Fall Guys Switch, like there was a Fortnite one.
1: Yeah, yeah, there was right. Yeah, where it came with fee bucks because it because the game is free. It's pretty funny. Um, there's a couple of things that I just want to talk about, just like physical stuff real quick. Um, there, there's, a new, there's a new horror store that Jess and I went to last week. It's only been open in Chicago for like a couple weeks, which is cool, called The Horror House. I had heard about it online, and I just wanted to we'll go with it. need to say that it. more clearly, just, mm-hmm. just to be clear. The mm-hmm. Horror House <laughs> for horror movies. <laughs> John, get your, get your mind out of the gutter. The Horror House. I heard house. what I heard. Yeah, well, I, I heard whorehouse. I didn't say that. Anyway, I was like,
0: have you been in Texas recently?
1: No. Anyway, I, I got a video game related thing from there, and I know this for anybody who's listening to the audio, you won't see it, but I will describe it. I got this print, and this is actually the last one, but it's a it's a mashup of Earthworm Jim and Beetlejuice, and it's basically Sandworm Jim, and I love
0: it. I think it's amazing.
1: That's it's cool. If you if you can tell, Earthworm Jim has the Sandworm head and has like the Sandworm tongue with the mouth on it. I thought it was really cool.
0: Somewhat xenomorphy. Hmm.
1: It's it's sandworm from Beetlejuice. Well, I yeah. mean, what? Because it has a mouth on it. It's more well, Beetlejuice, it's more Beetlejuice than Alien.
0: A Head within a head kind of scenario. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I mean, but that was that's Beetlejuice, and this isn't video game related, but it's just ridiculous. I had to get it. I bought this T-shirt. I haven't worn it yet, but it's it's a it's a Pee Wee's Playhouse T-shirt, but it has Mad Twin Peaks vibes. Look at this. Oh wow! It's, it's got a it's got the large Marge, uh, um, the, scary, the the geez. large Marge claymation mm-hmm. thing in the middle. And then it has Pee Wee Herman with the with the big with the big thumb, uh, you know, hitchhiking. And then we have Pee Wee Herman's head, like in in front of in front of like a hallway with like the black and white checkered board floor. Like this is this stuff at the bottom screams like Black Lodge, Twin Peaks stuff, and
0: possibly a little vapor wave even.
1: And you got and you got like the you got the clown over here. This is the you have the clown statue that that his uh, his bike was tied to over here, yeah. chained to. Yeah. And this and the yeah, it's I, I love it. It's it's weird, but and it's got this big spiral behind all of it. It's it's totally like it reminds me of, like I said, it's a Pee Wee's Big Adventure meets Twin Peaks, which are like two of my favorite things. And I I ended, we ended up buying a ton of toys at Toy de Jure, because Toy de Jure had a party, had like their first party in two years, not since the one I was in where you can see me walking around it in, in that documentary show. That was the it's last on, party they had. It's on yeah, that was the last party they had. Wow. Was when they first moved to the location that they're at now, but they did like another art party, you know, where they did a bunch of stuff based on the the uh, anti the anti He Man, the blue He Man that had the uh, circuit board on his chest and all that. There was a bunch of different blue characters. Sam made one too, which was a uh, which was Krang, which was the Krang body but dressed up like the blue He Man. So that was really cool. Sam, the owner, did it, which I complimented him on it. But just just because it's the only one that I rate that I can reach, I bought this really cool Gundam figure. From there, and I have it holding two lightsabers or beam swords as you'd call them and gun but he looks cool. But we, we got it, we got a bunch of toys. We had we had beers over there. It was cool to actually go hang out in the Toy Dejure space. But that's that.
0: Cool. One more thing I want to mention about Shredder's Revenge, because I said my middle name was Patrick earlier. I every time Casey Jones says Hatrick, I think he's saying
3: Patrick. <laughs>
0: so in my head, Canon, I'm gonna like I thought a funny joke would be like the reason why Casey Jones see- keep saying Patrick is because he's actually a hot hockey fan and he's referring to hockey. Great. And then find someone named Patrick.
1: Well, the, there was actually, this is dumb that I know this just because it's Chicago stuff, but when the Blackhawks won the, whatever, what the Stanley cup or whatever, uh, Patrick like performed a hat trick or whatever in an, mm-hmm. in a, in a, in a game. So some guy named Patrick, I don't remember what his last name was, but there is a famous hockey player from, from the Chicago team, the Chicago Blackhawks. Named Patrick something or other. So let's say it's him.
0: Well, I didn't buy, or rather, I didn't play any Elden Ring this week. I did buy things. Actually, I bought three games this week, including Shredder's Revenge. I guess that was technically last week, but I did buy Neon White. We already talked about that. You did. And um, the other game I bought was Capcom Arcade Collection. Why? I don't know, because I want to see some arcade games on my TV. <laughs> it was that? on sale for 30 bucks. It was like half oh, price. Nice. So I bought the pack that had like 20-something games in it or whatever. And of course I got the the Free Street Fighter 2 and um uh, what's the other free game they give you? I can't remember
1: but there's like a starter one that you get just for downloading, right? That like when it came out. I don't mm-hmm. remember what it was. I think it's like one of those top-down shooters, right? Like the one with the like 1942 or something like that, one of those old plane shooters. I yeah. thought it was.
0: But I but I'm having a good time with it. Like for 30 bucks I got a lot of different games and they look really cool on my giant TV. Like I actually kind of want to buy a a weighted arcade stick because of this game
1: i was gonna say isn't it isn't it fun to play like bad looking games on your nice tv i was having a lot of fun with that when i first got yeah i put on the the 4k 4K tv lines and everything oh oh, i I don't like i don't like scan lines but I, I i usually
0: don't but i gave it a try for these
1: but i was playing like you know like eight i was playing like super mario maker and like doom and like castlevania on game boy or whatever you know like really stupid stuff that looks dumb like on, on the tv because i'm like look at it it's big and dumb looking i love it it's funny
0: i don't think it looks dumb i think it looks stylish but yeah um i
1: mean shitty graphics on a nice tv that's I I what i played I a lot of
0: games saying. um i actually beat giga wing which is like a, a top-down shooter these are mostly top-down shooters but it's just a really flashy almost reminds me of that darius game we played <laughs> at Logan. There's a really flashy <laughs> explosions everywhere. Mm. But it's like, it also has like a bit of an R type feel because you can choose different characters and different power ups. It's a lot of fun. And obviously, you can just play forever because you can just keep putting more coins in. So, play. and then on the, the top of that, there's a rewind feature, which I haven't used yet, but it's great. So, yeah, the Capcom arcade collection is really nice. Um, I also played mostly through this game called Mega Twins, which is a little bit like Wonder Boy. It's like more like a straight up, mm. like, like
1: Wonder Action Boy, platformer. like mm. the later Wonder Boys, right? Not like the Wonder mm-hmm. Boy that's Adventure Island. Right. Because Wonder, think... yeah, Wonder Boy 1 and yep. Adventure Island are like the same game.
0: No, but it's more like you have a sword and you're going around and you're building up coins and trying to buy stuff. So it's got a very RPG light. Okay. Sort of yeah, thing.
1: yeah. That's cool.
0: But I mean, between Mega Twins and GigaWing and Street Fighter and all the Street Fighter actions they have on there and stuff, like, pretty happy with this. So. I think I'm eventually going to get an arcade stick. I've been looking around. I think the 8-bit one's probably the way to go, so I can use it on everything. So, yeah. Also, the 8-bit arcade stick is supposedly easily moddable.
1: I didn't know they made one. They actually want assume. you
0: to get inside of it and fuck with the insides if you want.
1: Oh, one thing I, I was thinking about this when you said you got the Capcom arcade thing, and you know, playing on it, and and also mixed with like John having the Pac-Man machine and all that. Oh yeah, and that's another thing. When we were at the horror house, they had a one bit one up. Uh, arcade machine, they had the Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3 one there. Mm -hmm. So we were in there, and I was like, Jess, this is the one that John has, but this is the Pac-Man one. And they were like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, it's so small. Like, I thought it was like a, I, they didn't know exactly what, what we were talking about on the show. And I was like, no, this is this is what it is. It's like this tiny, like, it's had the little extension on it. Like, I didn't play it, but there were other mm-hmm. people playing Mortal Kombat there. And they had the, you know, the first three Mortal Kombat games on there. And I was like, that's cool. I was like, this is the same thing that he has, but, but in Pac-Man form. But w- what I would like somebody to do, and I'm sure there's someone somewhere out, out there somewhere where you can get it. But I would love there to be like an arcade thing that you could just like pop your Switch into. That has like a stick on it and all that, and you can kind of like—wouldn't that be
0: cool?
2: Somebody
1: did that. Somebody posted that they did that with uh, the
2: pinball machine. With what? Okay,
0: yeah, Yeah. I've seen a like a video pinball machine that did that.
2: Yeah, arcade want to make some video
1: pinball machines. Yeah, was that,
2: but But it was was specifically a video
0: pinball machine with a a switch dock, so you could play.
1: Oh, cool. That's cool. I think I saw somebody do one like a little like kind of cardboardy one look kind of cheap look like it might fall apart like i'm talking about one that has like a that has like a weighted stick in it but you can kind of like pop your switch in it maybe it'll like blow up the screen a little bit bigger and you could like kind of just play arcade games on it I, I don't know it's an idea that i had and i haven't really seen anything out there that i thought was cool enough like even something you could just like put on a desk and like play it like that but that'd be a cool thing if there was like a stand-up one you could buy that maybe that wasn't that much and you can pop your switch in there because there's so many arcade games that are on there you know and just like do it like that. I think it would be cool.
0: Well, I especially love the fact that these are, you know, the actual arcade games, so they're not the dumb console versions. You know, you can put in all the quarters and just play forever. <laughs> so conf- it's, easy to, it's easy to get beat of the week on Capcom Arcade Collection. I, I, had two, I beat two games this week. Um, I want to say this last thing I bought is kind of coming out of left field and uh, something I haven't talked about for a really long time, other than we talk about the play date. Ardu boy. I bought a third Ardu boy.
3: What?
0: Yeah, I bought a third Arduboy because uh Kevin Bates, the guy who basically invented the Arduboy or, you know, put it together. Um he's been working for at least a year, maybe two years now, on putting more memory in it without actually changing too much about the hardware. He just wanted to put like a memory module and then preload it with all the games that were available at that point on the website. That's what I bought. So I bought it I bought an Arduboy Boy that has a shit ton more memory, which means like a couple megabytes, I think. It's not that much, but
1: so I was like, not. so I was thinking like, so it has one gig, <laughs> or no, not, or not even.
0: No, it's it's in the it's in it's the like, megabytes, but it's,
1: it's like hundred. megabytes. It was,
0: I think, it was like five twelve k is what it originally had, maybe even less. But uh, so it, this has all the games already preloaded, so it's just a, uh, it's basically like buying the special edition or buying the deluxe edition of it, and it was still only fifty bucks. I got it for the the price of a normal Artboy, and you can actually buy the chips and then install it yourself, but I didn't want to try that. That requires like soldering and stuff that I don't think my skill level is high enough yet, but yeah, I just wanted to support, you know, Kevin Bates and the art of boy community. And also just kind of like, once I get it, I'll show it off, but it could be like a pretty cool thing to have all these little tiny games preloaded and instead of just having one game at a time, like it was before. So I'll let everyone know uh, it is actually shipped. I think it's shipping for the Bay area. So I may, ha- I'll probably have it by next week and i can talk about it a little more but excited to get my third ardu boy
1: so it, so it has like everything right it's like the ardu boy ultimate edition or something like that
0: and i think you could still add and add stuff so it's the same as before it just has a lot more memory essentially and it's preloaded so circuit nude will be on there because i think um our buddy uh that was on the show jonathan or what does he go by just crate he <clears throat> uh or no he was going by homes he's had a lot to do with it so he i think he actually has a lot to do with the chip so might be worth talking to him again if he wants to
1: yeah i mean he, he came on you know he was pretty into it when we did that so we can do it again
0: yeah that's pretty much it for me uh you played just...
1: the you played the Klonoa demo let me talk about it real quick
0: oh that's right i did play the Klonoa demo but not for very long it just it felt a lot like a kirby game kind of
1: i i, I had Klonoa one for wii and i and i beat it and i thought it was fun but yeah, it, it is very like lighthearted, like super super bright, and I thought it was fun. It's like you know, two D, three D where like everything kind of moves around. So it's a lot through.
0: of like crystal shards, like presentation wise, and then I mean it looks way better because it's yeah, it looks better. up-res and stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I could like it, you know. It seems like a lighthearted adventure game. Uh, I'll play th- I haven't played a lot of the demos, so I'll play through both of the levels and get a better idea and then decide. And there's like a there's two
1: of them also i mean when it comes to, it's one and two and I, I never played two so i might do it get it just to play two
0: we should tell our listeners specifically if you want to play this demo you have to go through the japanese eShop.
1: shop oh oh i didn't know that i, I haven't downloaded it yet so yeah
0: you so gotta- you go to the japanese eShop shop and then you basically just everything's oriented the same way if you can't read japanese just go to coming soon then you'll see it. Then you go there, and then the second thing it'll be like preload or, or you know buy ahead of time, and then the demo is the second choice. And that's how I get my demos on the eShop without reading Japanese.
1: I think it's also if you go and search, and it's in like the bottom left corner of like the search options, or like games with demos, it's the same in the in the. But I actually just e-shop.
0: just for shits and giggles, I looked up Klonoa on the US eShop, and there's nothing. It just says no results.
1: Yeah, I've been, I've been, I mean, I was wondering, I was like, when is it even coming out? Because I've been watching the release dates, obviously, because I do it for every week. I go through and tally everything that's coming out for the week and all that. So
0: it's beautiful. I think it'll be a fun game. I just, there was so much this week. I just barely had a chance to try it.
1: Cool. Do you want to talk about Strikers or whatever else? Yeah. So this week I played Super Mario Strikers. Uh, oh yeah, I tried
2: The other one. The season matches because the, the season began. Just started um, like yesterday or something, right? A couple of days ago. Yeah. It's been going for a couple of days. And so it runs pretty much exa- exactly as i expected it's like you know if you if you played rocket league you know they have seasons and you play 10 matches and it ranks you based on that and i didn't actually get up to 10 matches yet um i only played a couple but uh, i think it's cool that it's there and i hope people are using it and um remember to join the nintendo main uh team. club so today yes yeah, so maybe we can post the the code in the uh the notes of this again but I've actually gotten to play a game with Jesse yet, but it's cool because you can play it on your own. Like anyone it, when you're on the team, any one of us can play on on their own, and uh, it'll count towards the progress of the team. I think that's pretty cool. Asynchronous um, also, co-op, right? Mm-hmm. I also updated my icon. I got a uh, Wario. I saw that. Strikers icon. That that, war,
1: cool. that Wario is terrifying looking. Like, it's yeah, a, it's all it's, like it's, scratchy. It's,
2: it's, you know, the the striker style or, or work. It's like that, but. He's like holding a soccer ball up, all menacingly, and everything.
1: Yeah, it's weird. It's like, badass. I, I also, I updated my icon to another piece of food floating in front of a sunset because you, can, because now you can get like some weird pie thing or whatever from uh, hmm. Breath of the Wild, so I did that too.
2: The main thing that I did this week, besides uh, Ninja Turtles, uh, like I said last week, I bought Stardew. Well, I played Stardew Valley for the for the uh, through the promotion, you know, through the NSO free game trial but I actually bought it this week. I paid. Nice. Um, after my uh, uh, gold points, I think I only paid like $6 for it or something like that. Wow. So great deal, but uh, I've already played it for a couple hours. I think at least at least eight hours, maybe 10 hours this week. Um, I'm totally into it. Yep. Damn.
1: look, I'm in it.
0: It'll really. Yeah. It's, it's a relaxing game. If you play it right.
1: I never thought yes. that Stardew would be a game for John. I don't know. You're really into like the action. I don't either. Competitive stuff like i'm surprised that stardew i like i thought you just had no interest in stardew whatsoever like i felt you'd not even like you were just like nope not for me not that you know and i was real surprised that you went and did the demo and also you already bought it like i was like what yep. okay that just really surprised me
2: yeah no no i had interest in it it just i didn't want to like you know i was already playing animal crossing at the time and i felt like that was kind of a similar thing it's like i already have this in a way so animal crossing long ago died off and then just after that hearing Jeremy talk about it and, you know, gathering that it was maybe more more like an animal crossing meets Zelda kind of in a way that made me more intrigued. And then when I figured out that it was made by one guy and he made this like great, amazing, successful game, I was like, okay, now I really want to try it just to see how one guy. can't. And it kept
0: giving people free content. Right. What a guy.
1: I mean, that's a lot. I mean, right. that's a lot of the indies that are on there are made by one guy, but, but yeah, uh, 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 this it, game it, is it,
2: especially deep. It makes it all the more impressive. You know, the a lot a lot of indie games are, you know, you know, one-screen puzzle games or whatever, you know. But this guy made essentially the equivalent of, of I mean it seems like it's as deep as Link to the Past was back then on the Super NES. Uh, like one one guy did it all himself, you know. What Nintendo back thirty years ago had a, a team of you know, twenty-five people or whatever make. This guy did it himself. And I think that's
1: Pretty spectacular. I mean, I wouldn't say it's like linked, like like Link's Awakening, or I mean, there's no like, there's no dungeons, there's no trading. Like, I don't there know. There is. I mean, th- but there's there's like mining. The mines but, are but, like but dungeons, but there's not like dungeons with bosses, and and uh, it doesn't have the complexity of a Zelda game. I would say
0: it's the complexity. A lot the of complexity it has a lot elsewhere. Yeah. Is, is in the it social.
1: In the social working, and stuff, right? It has a lot of
2: systems working in concert with one another, to so where you feel like. Oh, i have to spin all these different plates and mm-hmm. the whole thing of, of uh, the 24-hour cycle which essentially like it, it seems like 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 an hour is is like 60 seconds or whatever
0: it's about 12 like, to 15 minutes a day something
2: like that mm-hmm. yeah you you, all this you can you have to accomplish whatever you want to accomplish within the space of a day or you're going to fall asleep and the middle of a field you get punished by losing some items and stuff you have all these things to accomplish within one day and the space of one day and, and you really just can't so you feel like oh well i'll do that tomorrow so you go to bed and you wake up the next day and you're like oh now, now i want to do this and then oh i want to do this that and the other thing too it it const it's a constant loop of hey I, I okay i did that one thing that i wanted to do but then two more things came up that i want to do and you're balancing your your crops your relationships um, building and all these different things—it's just—it keeps you going. I think I played it for five hours today. Yeah, after work, I was, I was pretty tired. I had a pretty heavy day at work, and so I was like, oh, I want to move. I just want to sit and play video games. And Stardew Valley just—I'm glad you're into it. Uh, laid off my shoulders. Yep.
0: If you have any more questions, I've already given you some crazy advice or you know detailed oh, yeah. advice on what I what I liked, uh, especially yeah. playing through at one time and then trying to be a little more efficient. I think I'm at level 50 through.
2: in the in the mines. I don't know if, how deep the mines go, but
0: But you're um, at the level where you can get enough uh to uh build the sprinklers and stuff, so that's good.
2: Yeah, I've not really done uh, not really done much farming. I have a little patch of stuff that I've grown, but I've just been trying to like get acquainted with everybody in the neighborhood mm-hmm. and um get through the mines and, you know, get some kind of cash flow going a little mm-hmm. bit. So, maybe the next step is to actually get
0: a farm going i mean you're by no means you're play you are playing a way that a lot of people play mm. i just personally go, i go love straight, the farming go
1: straight to the mines with that I'm and it's the you more haven't...
0: customizable part and then you add the systems of like each crop has a different time it takes for it to to ripen right. and stuff so you have to manage that and then you kind of have to manage your energy levels and make sure you have food to eat or you're going to pass out while you're farming and right
2: figure out what everybody likes
0: and Basically turning oh, your legs. farm into an automatically money generating thing though is the is such a good feeling once you really get it going you're like I'm just like wake up and I have money already cuz I have a farm. Can you it's get a really it? Good feeling.
1: Can you get it to yeah. auto pick the vegetables too or do you still have to go pick them? You do,
0: but I don't really like it. I got to that point in my last not the most recent playthrough but I unlocked that feature. They're the Junimos, they're the characters in the community center which finish the community center too if you can
1: um, that's how you actually beat it right according cool. to Jeremy
0: well it unlocks a lot of new areas it's new things to do that's the most important part but it does it is the true ending I think most people would agree like commu- completing the community center is how you really kind of feel like you did your town right
1: did your community center you, you uh, gave gave to the community
0: mm-hmm. and you kind of like stomp uh, Jojo Martin to the ground because they're the <laughs> Walmart of <laughs> video games yeah. yeah, they're like yeah, like Junos,
1: which is from.
2: What I like about opinion. it is like it's got an actual commentary. It's got something to say, you know. Versus, you know, Animal Crossing is about just kind of chilling out and having a good time. But this actually has a little bit of a theme going to it, which mm-hmm. is like you start the game by work. You're working at Jojo Mart, like in a corporate office, and you just hate your job and and you're banging your head on the desk and you want to quit and and you go off to your grandpa's farm and whatever and you learn about. You know, Taking the easy life. Maybe that's not so bad, right? And then there's Joe Jamart there in the neighborhood encroaching upon your peaceful little serene town. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that they bothered to put some kind of message in there as well.
0: I mean, it's absolutely not the easy life. It's hard labor, but mm-hmm. you don't have to deal with the bullshit corporate mentality. That's
1: right, kind of right. the message, I would say. Yeah, and bosses. The more satisfying shitty, life, shitty, you know, yeah. so mm-hmm. shitty hourly pay. And
0: Set your own schedule. Go to bed when you want. Get up wage,
1: when you wage theft and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Well, the, me too. The, oh, star, yeah. the Stardew. All right, let's take a break and then we'll come back.
0: Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and. Hey, Mario, let go! Whoa, whoa,
3: whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay eh, Bowser! Ah! Ah, patreon.com slash
0: Podcast! Game over!
1: Let's just talk about all the games that are releasing this week, really quickly. I already talked about the Capcom Fighting Collection coming out for forty dollars this week, but I'm planning on getting that. That's pretty up there. I know you saw, showed interest in Blade Runner, John. That's coming out yeah, this I'd like week to get too, that ten bucks for ten bucks. Yeah, I don't know if you're. I mean, you just got like all that other stuff. I was I wasn't sure if you're going planning on getting any of these because I know you said you wanted the Fighting Collection, but maybe I'm not it's that yet. Probably not too for close to the probably too close to the Strikers one and all the other stuff.
2: Yeah, I'll but, wait on that. I, I don't need that at forty dollars. I would get
1: it at twenty. Yeah, I think I waited when the beat 'em up collection even came out too. No, um, I mean you got that when it came out because we played it right, right I when it yeah. launched. I don't remember. Yeah, I think that was thirty dollars Forty dollars is a little too much. Yeah, I mean there's a there's a good amount of games on there. for For me, it's worth it. I mean there's 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 a ton of them. And I just really want to play Red Earth more, more than anything. Pocky and Rocky Reshrined, like the game that I was talking about on the Japanese eShop, Shop that's coming out in America this week, which is a really fun game. I know Jeremy had some interest in that. That's 30 bucks. It's kind of high, but it's worth it. There's, I mean, it's, there's a lot of depth of the game, and it's fun. Uh, Head, which was on an Indie Direct, is coming out for $10 this week. I was like, oh shit, Another
0: one-person game.
1: Yeah, another one-person game. And that's actually been out on... Uh, it's been out on Steam for a while. I was actually able to get the soundtrack for it because it had been out for so long. I was able to get it already. It's been on our previous shows. Also, uh, Sonic Origins (laughs) coming out for a whopping $40. Talking about overpriced. That's definitely overpriced right there. But, I mean, the games do look a little bit better. There's some animated shit in there, whatever. Oh, and the soundtracks are different because it, it was, I guess some of them were, like, whatever, Michael Jackson sort of. Did whatever with it, and yeah. And some of the songs are changed in this version, and so you can see what the difference is for that, but not for $40. That's a bit much. 15. 40. I'll get it for 15. Oh, (laughs) I get it for they'll pay me, pay me, I'll get it. 17. Uh, (laughs) Sonic Origins, yeah, I don't care. A uh, Shadowrun trilogy, which I thought was kind of cool, that's coming out this week. You can buy all of them for thirty dollars. Well, actually, not anymore. That's that's gone. But you can buy all of them for forty. It's basically buy two get one free. Got terrible reviews. Everybody apparently it runs like shit on Switch, so don't buy it. Uh, I was thinking about like maybe getting it, and it got like fives like on on a lot of stuff. I'm like, not getting that. Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors has actually had some positive reviews. I do want to try out the demo for that, so that's pretty cool. And Fall Guys also. It's like, what the fuck? Crazy, crazy week there. Also, Pokemon Snap. We never mentioned that, but that's the final nail in the coffin of the Nintendo, whatever, Switch Online expansion pack, Nintendo 64 shit. And speaking of nails in the coffin, I thought it'd be fun to have all of you here for this. Tony Hawk 3 and 4 HD was an actual thing. We we talked about this a bunch on this show. And I remember thinking when we talked about it on the show, when, like, Blizzard, like, absorbed Vicarious Visions or whatever, I thought to myself, that's the end of Tony Hawk. And it was true, because they were actually working on a Tony Hawk 3 and 4 HD remix, whatever, like, HD version, and now it will never happen, because Blizzard took over for them, and that sucks. Like, that was something that we talked about, like, something that we wanted so much from that, from the Tony Hawk 1 and 2 HD, and there was going to be a 3 and 4. That just well, kind break, of breaks my heart.
2: Make more Tony Hawk's. I mean, yeah. like, hey, I like what you're doing. Come on into the fold here. And then now you're just going to like what, work on world of
1: Warcraft or whatever.
0: Tony Hawk uh, should use all that wheelie board money to buy the <laughs> files and finish it himself.
1: <laughs> all his wheelie board money. Yeah. 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 Get on that Tony Hawk. No, it's just like, I remember the exact moment of when we talked about that, when they got absorbed, I'm like, that's the end. We're not going to see it anymore. Cause you know, when uh, when bigger companies buy smaller companies, they don't give a shit about other companies. It's like when it's like when Vince McMahon bought all of the wrestling federations and just shit on them until they didn't exist anymore. It's the same thing again. Where it's just like I own ECW and WCW. I'm gonna do nothing. No- I'm down. gonna do nothing with them until no one cares anymore. Yeah, now he's got some whatever shit. I mean, he's had shit for years. Like I'm you know, mm. surprised it took so long for them to figure figure out about it, but whatever. I would love I if someone besides Blizzard
0: Three and four, yeah. I'd love it if it was like a more indie company that got sent the, you know, what was done so far, or I don't know, just some different licensing because, fuck Blizzard.
1: Yeah, fuck Blizzard. And yeah, it sucks that they are the reason that uh that Tony Hawk is no more. All right, yeah. There was Xenoblade Chronicles Direct today. Um, you know, it's it's Xenoblade, so a lot of it's like kind of out there. Out there, anime stuff, whatever. It's still, I mean, it's still the same Xenoblade that you know and love. Like, there's, there's beautiful vistas everywhere. You can still see, like, beautiful mountains in the background. You're still running over that Gower Plain or whatever you want to call it, in the equivalent of that. Still got the music there. Except for this new one's kind of, like, kind of a little bit, like, Blade Runner-y, I guess. Like, these these characters get, like 10, like, 10 years to live, and this is, like, their 10 cycles or whatever. That's what reminded me of, like, Blade Runner, where you get, like, killed at 30 or whatever. There's a... Instead of, like, it's interesting, like, instead of, like, having, like, the three, like, the three main characters and the three blades connected to them like they were in Xenoblade 2, now there's just six, now you have a six-person party that's just on the map with you running around at all times, which is pretty, which is pretty impressive for the Switch, you know, and I think it looks, I think it looks pretty good, you know, I mean, I really, I thought that Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition looked really, really nice, like, I really enjoyed playing it on the, on the TV and, and all that, so it was really... I was like, this game is pretty. And I thought it looked... Too- These games
0: lose me. I'd really have to kind of sink my teeth in.
1: Yeah, you get... you. Well, I mean, you, you did sink your teeth in X. That's why I thought I maybe... Did. That's why I thought maybe you would be able to do one, because I felt like one's a little bit more straightforward. And one is really like plot driven it's not as weird as two like two's two's got a lot of weird shit happening with two (laughs) like i like two but there's a lot of dumb shit in there like how you need to like level up all your blades to get to like all the it kind of destroyed the fun for me just like going through and doing all the submissions like that one just made it like all your blades have to be have to have this certain skill to like do this specific mission and you go all the way there to find it and then you find out you can't do it and it's like why? Why is this? Why? Why is this my life? I, I hate the gacha I hate thing. was weird. Yeah, I didn't really like the guy. Ga- Thankfully, I, I'm pretty sure that's gone now. Um, you can now now you can change classes, which, you know, I've said it many a times on here on this show that I really love switching classes and games. So that's going to be a lot of fun to me. Um you can you can become like this kaiju character almost in the battles which is pretty neat. You be, can become like this big giant monster thing that fights other monsters during the battle mode. I didn't know okay. about that. That was unveiled in the in the direct. I'm like that's cool. Like I'm I'm into it's called the Ouroboros, but yeah, you can become one and start like fucking people up in, Ouroboros? That, in that way. Yeah. Well, you know, I, yeah, the snake the is snake
0: naked. eating its own tail.
1: Yeah, that's what it's called, but it's like a big it looks like a Godzilla monster, like a big like a big mm-hmm. monster, you know, and you can fuck people up with it. There's a oh, another thing that's really cool that you couldn't do in the other games and it kind of reminds me of like, you know, of uh, ease those games you can switch your characters at any time like while you're in the battle which is great you can never do that in the other one you had to like go into the menu and, sw- and swap where they are in the position and then you could play as a different one but now you can switch it all like in battle like just with one button that's really cool so they're so still
0: can- fighting when you're not controlling them but according to some sort of like menu based thing that you've given them as their Battle style or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can. Which is uh, what it was like in Xeno and also in some of the Tales games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: Tales to Daddest. Well, we, yeah, you can kind of change like whether you want him to heal or whether you want him to uh, mm-hmm. attack a certain thing. I, I'm pretty sure in the other, in the Xeno one, you can like make. All of your people tar- target one person at once, like real time, like while you're doing the battles. Because I remember doing that in uh, in the uh, definitive edition Xenoblade One. So I'm sure you can still do stuff like that. But it's cool that you can actually switch like to the character through the different characters on the fly. And you know they still have like the big like multi moves where you all like attack at the same time. But you can you know you can pick which one you want to come in. And there's still like topple damage and all that. Like that was a big part of the last one. That's probably maybe why you might have gotten stuck on Xenoblade Chronicles One because you know it has that like one boss where like if you don't if you're not necessarily up to the level that you need to be at the time you'll get stuck like i remember i had to go grind for a while and Is then one the
0: field boss
1: it was a mecanus that was in that was underground like that uh that had like oh, this okay. this crazy hard boss battle that i just couldn't beat and i had to go grind for a whit and come back but you also have to know how to topple the guys because you know you got to topple them and then you have the more damage in that way and you kind of have to you know it's there's a point like this in every rpg where they I remember and like X yeah. is definitely there. Yeah. I mean, it's in, all, it's in all of the games, but this one is like, you have to know how to do it. Otherwise you can't beat the guy. Like you can't just like oh, okay. straight up, just damage him no matter where you have to do the topple move. Otherwise though, whatever. But in a, you know, in every RPG, there's always a part where it's like, okay, this is the boss where that if you don't necessarily know how to play, or you don't understand the mechanics, you're just not going to get back. And it's like the gatekeeping to get you to the rest of the game. So I thought maybe you got stuck on that part because that part was kind of annoying when I first got there. But
0: I just threw it at myself at the wrong time. I think should were I to go back to it, we're talking about the first one, um, the remaster for Switch. I would probably just start it over. I don't think I was more than a couple hours in, and I got it was a field boss that got me like pretty early on that I was just like, "Fuck this."
1: I thought maybe and that's kind of how I feel about Xenoblade Chronicles X. Like if I ever go back to that, I got start from the beginning.
0: <laughs> oh
3: god, that just scares me
0: even to even think about
1: I, I mean if it came to Switch, I would be tempted to buy it and start over again. Just Honestly I though, didn't it really is like worth starting
0: game. over to plot out my shit better because I did yeah. a shit job.
1: Yeah, because I well I got stuck I think we both got stuck at the same part, which I think is like almost the end of the game because I put a good like two hundred hours into that game.
0: I mean I saw the I got I got to the final boss for sure. If I don't know how many stages there are, I couldn't beat him, but there's a whole gigantic cinematic
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, no, me too. Well, it was, you fought a really big boss, and then there was another cinematic, and then there was another boss after that, and that other boss was the one I couldn't get past, like the second so wave of it one or one whatever, one. Or the second mm-hmm. form, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And and the and the thing that sucks is you have to fight it in the mech, and my mechs you know, just weren't good enough, and I didn't have money enough money to buy better mechs. And, and it's so fucking expensive. And you're just kind of yeah. like stuck in it, and you can't really, you can't like, you can't just grind like, like you would in most RPGs each, where you, You can't just like go because you can't level up your mech. So that's like, so that's what sucked for me. I was like, well, I I can't really
0: the only way to grind is to properly lay out your mining spots,
1: which you can't move. Yeah. Once they're already, I didn't know
0: what the fuck I was doing when I laid all that shit down. I was just playing. (laughs) I was just having a good time. Yeah. I was like, when do I get my mech level 60? I got to get to level 60. I think it was.
1: Yeah, I I do. I mean, I do really like that game. I just, uh, yeah. Yeah. I would,
0: I would start it over, but only in a remastered version. Not in, I'm not going back to the Wii to the wii u yeah <laughs> but u, um, whatever
1: but uh I, I you know i promised uh, some some listeners that i was gonna beat xenoblade chronicles 2 before this game comes out and i still have time i was planning on dedicating the month of july to xenoblade chronicles 2 and to xenoblade chronicles 2 torna edition
0: and i'm you pretty- basically have about a month when this episode drops
1: yeah, I mean, well, the game the game comes out on the 29th of July, mm-hmm. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 does, and uh, we're almost there. I mean, the one thing that's kind of a little like, well, I'm like, well, Monster Hunter is coming out, so I'm going to have to try to balance Monster Hunter and Xenoblade, but I do think I'm really close to the end of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I have to be, because I put like a good 120 hours into that fucking game. So I have to be almost done with it, you know, with all the fucking time that I spent playing. I mean, I remember everything had gone to shit. It was all like post-apocalyptic. The world was all destroyed and... Yeah, I had to almost be there, so I just got to power through that. And I heard the the DLC isn't really that isn't that long, so I was gonna try to get at least through two and then that before three. So that's what's that Tur-
0: Torna? Is that what's called?
1: Yeah, Torna the the uh, Torna country or whatever, which is a. Pre- Did quote. you download it yet,
0: or is
1: I it- I already bought it. I, they were doing they were doing a thing where they were giving out extra gold points to buy it because of the announcement or something. So I just bought it. Smart. I bought it whenever I was in Milwaukee. When I was there for MGC. Well, not for MGC. When I was working in Milwaukee during MGC. But yeah, I bought it then. Oh, but, that was
0: recently, yeah. Yeah,
1: so that that was when I bought it. Because they, they were given extra money back, extra gold points back. So I did it in that way. But uh, the original game, you know, the, the main battle is between the Bionis and the Mechanis, The Mechanis and the Bionis, which I thought was cool. It's basically man versus machine. It's like the whole thing. You know, it's the, it's the old, like, whatever, trope of writing stories or whatever. And I and I liked it cuz I could really get into the story. But this one, now it's the the Kevis versus the Agnes, which I which is just two people that are fighting each other. It's not like man versus machine. It's like human versus human, I guess. And they just
0: So it's like two factions and... or two like families or it's something. It's like
1: yeah, it's fucking Romeo and Juliet or whatever, I guess. More more they're...
0: political than like straight up racial or interplanetary. Yeah.
1: political. yeah, it's like they've they've fought forever, but these humans aren't humans cuz they only have 10 life cycles which are actually which are actually years and they've only lived for 10 years but you can somehow re- recharge your years in some way and not die as quickly and it's, it's just like oh. a, a lot of it sounds like really fucking complicated
0: i mean that's pretty dystopian so is it the rich people that can afford to keep re-upping their life or whatever and the poor people maybe just die
1: maybe or maybe they don't have to die after 10 years maybe it's just they're getting reborn quote-unquote like logan's run style you know where they're not getting reborn they're just getting killed
0: it's got a bit of an elden ring thing to it too
1: yeah but uh no i mean i I think it looks cool i mean it's that that great like i said that great sci-fi stuff um let's see what else uh oh yeah there's different um there's different like uh Town type places that you can go to. Uh, there's a cooking mechanic now that was in, in in any of the others. Now you can cook for your party, and you can cook various things that will give you different status effects and stuff like that. Similar to like Final Fantasy XV, which is cool. Are there are there jobs that? in Zeno? There are now. You mean classes? Like that type of thing. Well, classes,
0: jobs would be kind
1: of the same thing, right? Yeah, well, now they are. I mean, well, they were kind of, but they were just those characters were just that specific job or class or whatever you couldn't change. But in this one, you can. Like
0: like, VV, the black mage kind of thing.
1: Well, it's kind of like yeah. Well, it's kind of like Final Fantasy IV, you know, like Mm -hmm. or six, I guess. You know, you have your classes, the people are, but you can't change them, like five or three, you know. But in this one, you can, and and it kind of reminded me a little bit of like Bravely Default because you can like. You can change, like, your outfits change depending on, like, what sort of uh, class you do. And you can, and you can also, like, switch it. Like, if you're, like, I want the way, I like the way the character normally looks. I don't want them to look like their class. You can do that as well. Like, you can, like, just make it look like just what they regularly look like. Or you can, you know, so you can, you can change up how they look. But I like the idea that you can switch your, switch your guys around. And that's cool. That's, that's a new thing that isn't on there. And I was just, I was just watching the battle mode on there. Like, uh, Jess and I were, were watching it and, uh. And I'm watching the battle. and I'm like, damn, there's a lot of arts there. There's like ten different arts on this on the screen at once. It it looks. It's one of those things that like it looks incredibly complicated. But if you actually play it, it's really not that complicated. Like that's does it I, look? That's why I felt like I a lot of the UI. It kind of did, yeah. Like, the the battle mode was like, oh my god, there's like so many different things on the screen right now. But something that's cool where they kind of upgraded the uh, playability of this versus the other Xenoblades. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, whenever you picked a submission, there would be a little dot on the map that showed you where you needed to go to complete that submission. Well, now there's like a little line on the ground that... That's like a little moving arrow that, <laughs> that points you where you need to go. So they make Please it even easier, it. aside from well, not like the arrow above your head. It's it's more like know, a it's it's more like a line on the ground that's kinda like moving, like a stream, like a stream of like purple whatever, purple river or something like that. I can't think of a game
0: right now, but I know what you're talking
1: about. That kinda about. points you in the I've seen that. There was, what was it? uh, Bioshock Infinite did that, right? Where you like held a button and there'd be a little arrow that appeared on the ground pointing where to go. It kind of reminds me of that, but it'll just be there all the time. Like it'll always be on the ground showing you like, here's where you need to go. I hope they figured out the map system because that was something that was kind of confusing in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Where they tell you to go to a place and you'd go there, but you might need to be like four levels above that. But you don't know because the map is flat, even though there's levels, even though the the map is very like vertical and all that. You just don't know what to do, and it won't tell you whether it's on the third floor or the fifth floor or whatever. It just tells you to go to that spot, so that was really annoying. Because then you don't know how to get up higher, and you do need to get up higher, and you don't have max or whatever. Like that was a really bad thing. So hopefully they fix that. That was another really annoying thing about Xenoblade Chronicles too. Yeah, you can create a path to follow. You can you can craft craft gems while you're doing the cooking and stuff like that while you're while you're on there. Uh, I wrote this down just because it sounded hilarious. It should have been my nickname. Uh, uh, you can fill your flame clock which which i don't even know what that means but it's but it's in the it's in the direct maybe it has something to do with the cycles or like your or how you do the super moves or whatever I just put filling flame clock <laughs> so so there it is my notes are kind of all over the place because this direct is totally all over the place yeah lots of arts on the screen oh yeah there's you have seven six heroes six heroes on the battlefield but you can eat but you can have a seventh hero also thats off the battlefield but still assists you so that gives you more to to organize within your battling here. So you got your sixth and then you got your seventh on the side, which so are we'll they like, Just
0: kind of a, uh,
1: they're like your casting buffs whatever. or whatever,
0: but they can't really attack or something like that.
1: Yeah. Something like that. They, they kind of, they, yeah, okay. they kind of like do, uh, they do buffs or whatever to help you out on the side and there, and you get a bunch of those too. So you can kind of switch them out. I guess that's maybe that's kind of like the, the blades and all that stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, and also, Fully compatible with all of the Amiibos. Every Amiibo you can scan on Xenoblade Chronicles 3, including Shulk. And if you scan Shulk, you get the Monado in the game that you can use. So there you go. You can unlock the Monado from the original Xenoblade game by oh. by scanning Shulk. So there you go.
0: What year did these drop? 2015 Amiibos?
1: Yeah, right? Something like that. Well, I mean, whenever, whenever uh, Smash Brothers came out for Wii U. So I would guess... I mean, we started the podcast in like 2015, so maybe could be even 2016 i don't remember if, we, if the amiibos had already existed by the time we we started
0: they were relevant enough in 2017 that switch had nfc yeah so
1: i mean well they had already been doing it for like skylanders and all that shit but i mean y- you got you got the big open areas and all that there were parts there was like one section that showed in the direct that kind of reminded me of like the the Gower plane from the original one that kind of looked like it was all like mossed over like maybe it's I don't know. People who are like really know the stories might be like, "Oh no, but that's in the future." It's I, I know they're all connected in some way. Like apparently, I haven't beaten it, but apparently, Xenoblade Chronicles too. Like at the end, completely connects like that and the other game together, like through some sort of time warp thing or whatever. Hopefully Even I I don't X is still kind of off the table. But I've read. I've read like essays that people wrote about like how they're connected and how X is maybe on this planet that's on the other side of the solar system or something like that, but it's still in the maybe same world. Maybe it's in the whatever. distant
0: future, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, because X was like what they left the planet and then they found their other, you know. So, I mean, it still could mm-hmm. be in the world. It's just in a place that we haven't gone to yet, I guess.
0: And they established Los Angeles too. Is that what it was?
1: Yeah. Like, or what? New LA? I think it's what it was Valley, that's what it's called. Yeah. Um. There was a part in the direct where you can where you see the character surfing on a sword. That's pretty cool. <laughs> you're like standing. You're like surfing on a sword, like down a like th- down a mountain. I don't know how exactly that works. Uh, lots of like snow, like snow where you like kind of walk and you see your footprints and all that. That's that's always cool.
0: I feel like that's just stunting on Breath of the Wild because you're like, well, you could, yeah, sure, you can, oh, you surf, can surf, on surf on your, your shield and yeah. that, but this you can surf on your sword.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, and some of the characters have gigantic swords that are like. Well, you know that the anime
0: like character
1: has like one character has a sword that's not necessarily long, but like really, really wide. <laughs> it's like three times the size of the character and you're carrying it on your back and it mm-hmm. looks fucking gigantic. It's like you're
0: like a cleaver or something.
1: Yeah, it's like a giant shovel or something like that. That you but mm-hmm. like no, you know, like with its you got the handle and it's just a big whatever club thing, spade, whatever. Yeah, and oh, and all, and I think I think the main the main announcement on this is that there's a thirty dollar expansion pass involved with it. So there, uh, yeah, so they announced that if if you if you buy the expansion pack when you expansion pass when you come when it comes out, uh, you'll get a bunch of stuff as it. It's so there were dates for it. So if you buy it when the game releases, you get helpful items and outfit outfit color variants. Um, there also will be a challenge battle that will be releasing by the end of the year where new hero, char- new hero characters and quests and uh, new outfits. Also, another there'll be another challenge battle that has the same thing, but will come out next year, uh, 2023, April 30th. And also, there will be a brand new story that comes out by the end of 2023. So, as far as like the expansion pass for me, I'll get it when there's stuff on it that's interesting. Thing to me because i guess all of them have kind of had that like xenoblade chronicles 2 had the Torna edition thing
0: i was gonna say yeah it all kind of lines yeah. up with their previous strategy yeah, they, since two because i don't yeah they didn't do anything with x x was just yeah one well, done
1: yeah x yeah x had it had its had its thing but it didn't have any dlc stuff but xenoblade chronicles 2 had Torna edition there were patches like and you could they buy extra huge patch
0: and well, you could mostly install the assets on your hard drive or whatever
1: and even like Xenoblade Chronicles one definitive edition it had stuff added to it it had its own torn edition it had the future future perfect or whatever it was called that was on there and uh and it was you know added to they had the regular game but then it had this whole other game that was on there also that was pretty much an expansion you know so but built into it cuz it was a re re release and you know so that, so that doesn't really surprise me that much it's one of those things like i'm not you know i'll buy the regular game and i'll wait till the shit gets added that's important to get the expansion pack like i don't I'm not going to get it right out of the gate. I really don't need it, you know, because the only thing I'm really interested in is the story stuff. And originally when I saw it on the direct, I thought it was going to come out at the end of this year, but now it's not even coming out until the end of next year. So I don't need that yet. You know, it's like, I don't need color variants or whatever shit, you know, it's, I'll be fine with just playing the regular game.
0: I don't want to hear you whining later when you can't change the color of your coat. (laughs) <laughs> I can like though. you should have just paid Trey. You should have paid back then. You'd have the blue coat that you always wanted. I can You'd though. I can, I can change. It.
1: I can change my classes, and then I'll have a different coat. I have a brand okay. new coat. But you see, you see some of the characters that you've seen in other Xenoblade Chronicles games. You see the um, the angel people that have the wings coming out of their heads. Uh, one of your characters is that. Um, the cat people that was a. Uh,
3: mm-hmm.
1: It's like your second character in Xenoblade Chronicles too. Uh, you see a cat. You know the cat ears and all that stuff and. Yeah, see, see a lot of familiar characters in there. And it's, you know, it's uh killing people in giant beautiful worlds. Like that's that's what brings me back to the Xenoblade Chronicles games. Is it, you know, you can say whatever about the story or about the about the anime or like the whatever, but when you're playing the game, it's pretty as fuck and you're just looking at it and you're like, this is nice. You're like, this world is nice. I like being in this world. And that's how I felt. I mean, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, that came out in 2020. And I would just throw a podcast on and just play the submissions and just walk around and just look at the world. I'm like, this is really pretty. Look at this giant fucking, this fucking robot that I'm walking around. This is great, you know. And you could see all the little gears working behind you, like on every part that you were. And Hopefully they get back to that. I really miss it. It's like you're on a giant body and there's like different parts that are... Mm. Each of the sections of the body is like its own like town or whatever. Like I thought that was really neat. They didn't really. Say I mean, it's like it's that. definitely worth
0: noting. Like, and I, I, you know, we've mentioned on the podcast a lot, but Monolith that just like they create the best open worlds. Like to the point where, well, maybe they don't best. but I'm just saying in the sense of Breath like, of the, the Wild, the, though. I mean, they were specifically, yeah, yeah. They worked on Breath of the Wild. They're helping out with Breath of the Wild too. I, I imagine, like, we were told they helped with Breath of the Wild, so I bet you they're actually like hardcore on the team of Breath of the Wild too. Um,
1: well, because yeah, they weren't they saying that like they they asked for their expertise as from like what they had done for Xenoblade Chronicles X because that was like such a big game. Like they kind and of pulled them to help, huge. yeah, th- to kind of help with the Breath of the Wild stuff, and it makes sense. I hope yeah, they that- bring
0: it back for people to try because
1: that game was huge as fuck, and I've seen so many it's times gigantic. online like people like just crying for Xenoblade Chronicles X on Switch. I know, I know, a I know a listener of ours who hasn't been able to play it because they never had a Wii U, so you could play it now if it was on there and portable.
0: Yeah, if it existed, you could play it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, yes, hope. I, I, that the truth? I was thinking that maybe. X was going to happen in this direct but it wasn't.
0: It's just you X know is it's going to get yeah when you least expect it.
1: Yeah, it's it's just very much, you know, kind of trying to explain the world of Xenoblade, but I think in order to understand the world of Xenoblade, you have to actually live in the world of Xenoblade. So just throw yourself in there and you'll figure it out. But like I said, I'm into it. I've seen people I, I don't know if you saw like the somebody like posted a meme where it's like everybody keeps saying that there's too many Fire Emblem games. There's too many Xenoblade games. And they just do like it's just a picture that's like here's the amount of Xenoblade games. Here's the amount of Fire Emblem games. Here's the amount of Zelda games. There's like 20 games that are on Switch. Here's the amount of Mario games. There's like 20 games that are on Switch. And there's only like three Fire Emblem games and three Xenoblade games. So I thought that was kind of funny. So stop, you know, people stop bitching about there being too many Xenoblade games on there. They're great.
0: I don't know why anyone needs to bitch about it. Like, just don't buy it. The end.
1: I mean for anybody for anybody who remembers like for us old school Nintendo fans you know we were completely devoid of RPGs for a long time and now Nintendo has like a second party RPG developer that has this incredible series that's awesome like I I remember when it came out with for Wii U and I was totally I was you know we were pushing the fuck out of that like Xenoblade Chronicles X on Wii U I'm like this game is great and we have it here and it's like a fucking long ass game it's beautiful it's got great systems I'm just glad that Nintendo has like such a talented RPG developer under their belt and all that. And we can get, just get these large amount of Xenoblade games on switch. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm happy, you know, that's a good place. I mean, to be yeah.
0: In. Enjoy it. Have these things been ported to other systems at all? Xenoblade? No. Yeah. You don't, you can't get Xenoblade on steam. You can't get it on.
1: Oh yeah. They're, they're exclusive.
0: PlayStation. You can't get it on whatever the other one is. The Microsoft one,
1: <laughs> the Xbox
0: windows. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'll probably buy this because it would be the only one I didn't own if I didn't buy it.
1: Yeah, I, I figured you might want to. I don't know, play some of the other ones that you got. I think you should. I mean, whenever you know, when, whenever you're in the right space, you should try to play definitive edition again. Because I do think, I do think that one's. I think that's the best one out of all of them still. Even though once you get into the battle system of two, I think the battle system of two is a little bit more, a little bit more complex. But there's just too much other asterisks or whatever you would say. like Stuff that's like, well, you know, you gotta deal with all this shit. Like, this is cool, but there's all these other dumb stuff that's in there. Where I feel like Xenoblade 1 is a little more approachable. Like, a little bit more like streamlined, you know. And it seems like they're streamlining this a little bit more, too. And obviously, they're gonna do fine, because they already broke the internet trying to sell the uh, deluxe edition, the deluxe physical edition of it, so I think it's gonna... Oh yeah,
0: I, they piss a lot of fans off.
1: I think it's gonna do fine. I'm not, you know, I've been done... I, the last... Deluxe, the only deluxe edition I tried to get was the was the, uh, Shin Megami Tensei one. Didn't get that one. So I guess I do, you know, we I d- did get the present for our 300th episode of the Xenoblade Chronicles art book from one of our listeners, which is really great. And I have it right over here. I look, look at it whenever, you know, every once in a while, give it a look at the art in there. It's really cool. So I do have that. But I mean, I didn't have to, you know, go and wait for it or whatever. But for me, really, digital, I just want to get it early. You know, I like doing the 11 o'clock the day before and just... Just play it that night, you know, instead of having to worry about getting up and going to get shit. And I can just do it in the comfort of my home and stream. Well, digital is also the way to go
0: if you're playing more than one game.
1: And also, if you just are tired of stacking video games on stuff or you're running out of room or whatever, you know, it helps to just go digital for everything. I mean, I do the same thing with comic books. I just read them all digitally, even buy digital Mm -hmm. ones because, you know, I just get tired of comic boxes and all that. They take up a lot of time. I do that. All my
0: social media is totally digital anymore.
1: <laughs> you don't have any physical uh, Facebook. Nope.
0: I don't use the cork board anymore. Stopped. <laughs> Too time consuming. Got to buy tax. That's expensive. Mm.
1: So, well, if, if you get a chance, you should watch the direct because I do. Th- like I said, I do think it looks really pretty. Like look at look at some of those characters in there. Maybe a little confusing, but I I know I'm going to have fun with it when it comes out. There's like a dodge. There's a dodge mechanic now in the in the battles. That's cool. It's still the auto attack, but now you can dodge. They still have the same aggro thing where like some of them are going attack to attack you, some of them aren't, you know. Oh, there's like a, those those two like warring factions that I was talking about earlier. You can actually see them battling in real time in the world. So that's pretty cool. Like when you're like walking around, you'll see like, oh, there they are fighting, fighting each other over there.
0: Oh, I like that. I like that stuff in games.
1: You can jump into that if you want, or just let them duke it out. But yeah, you will see them actually doing their feud like in real time in the overworld and all that. Do you get
0: the XP when they kill each other?
1: I, I mean, you're not part of the battle. You mean like if you jump in and then fight for a second and then try to hide away and wait Maybe. for them to fight each other? I don't know.
0: I know it sounds like a broken record, but this happens in Elden Ring where you go by and there's like battles happening. And if you just hang out and watch, whenever somebody dies, you get the experience. Mm. It's so weird, but yeah, that's just how it works. Oh, well. you're like sucking up those souls as they're killing each other.
1: Uh, this, I mean, this was in all the other Xenoblade Chronicles games, but I'm glad that it's back. But um, you can you can get experience points from finding new areas. I always thought that was cool. Like when you find when you find an area that you can warp to, you get experience points for finding it. So I always thought that was neat. Where it's like, welcome to this spot. Here's two thousand experience points. I like when you get experience points not just for fighting people, Or you can get it for other things. For just playing the game you know i always appreciate that i agree where there's where you can get it for doing things other
0: than just fighting so there's I different like ways when there's to just grind. one metric of currency yeah that's once again elder ring everything is one thing you want to buy items you use this thing you want to level up you use this thing you lose all that thing that you caught you like been building up, where you can't buy shit, and you can't. Well,
1: oh, it's huh. it's all the same, like, uh, like all the same. Yeah, experience points and and uh, money and all that. They're, all the
3: they're called runes. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, You, you talked about those on the show. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, uh, yeah, I think I'm. I mean, that's that's that. I mean, that's all I can. There, there's my uh, there's my little uh, my uh, mind vomit of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles three direct there.
0: I mean, I do like that you explain it to me. Because I probably would have had a lot harder of a time paying attention to the the video but I'll, I'll actually look at the video i I have it queued up on my YouTube actually so yeah I'll check it out after we record and I have a feeling I'll probably buy this because throw it up I have them all I'll have all the other ones except for the uh well I don't have the original Wii one or the 3 ds one but I really don't want the 3ds one
1: yeah as I've said many a times that is the worst version of that game I don't I don't have the I don't have the Wii version of chronicles but I'm fine with that. I really like I the had switch. the chance
0: to buy it for I like the switch for I think it was thirty at a local record shop a couple years ago. Actually you saw it there too. Neither one of us bought it, but it's probably worth more than that now.
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean I, I, I got the version that I wanted. Like I, I played the through the definitive version all the way to the end. So that's the version that I Everybody wanted
0: to who loves Xeno, remember when you say your prayers tonight? Thank God for Operation Windfall.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. That was a that was a crazy thing that that happened and now we have like four xenoblade games that like it they did so many sequels to it so i mean i was pissed that it wasn't happening here i'm like but this is like a super deep rpg and i mean it looked incredible for the wii like really like the graphics of it like really they were definitely flexing the shit out of that like this is straining as much as we can do on the wii like it was like you know everything was all turned up to 11 or whatever on that so
0: they have just the best open world like abilities like they can they got an open a huge open world into the 3DS. Like come on.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I mean, it's the only reason I say it's the worst version. It's just like it just doesn't look great. And playing right. such a big beautiful world like that on a tiny handheld just doesn't make sense to me. Like I want to see it on a TV. Like I want to see it on a big TV.
0: In a way, like, I feel like they're almost oh, this like looks the looks cool, you know. Darren, I can't remember his last name that did Star Fox. You know, he was super young. The the guy that Nintendo brought over to be a second party, you know. Like, like or his team or a second party and make it star Fox. Like that's what I'm talking about. Like they squeeze the hardware so good. Like
1: it wasn't, it, I, I know it's Dylan, right?
0: Dylan, Dylan Cuthbert.
1: Yeah. The, yeah. There it is. I was like, I was like, I, I don't think it's Darren, but it's with a D. It
0: started with a D and it, N. then,
1: yeah. Cause as I mentioned before, we did four episodes about star Fox, but we, we, so we definitely talked about when zero came out. So we definitely talked about Dylan, Dylan Cuthbert and all that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I don't know if there's, I guess there's one small news thing, which I think is kind of funny, but kind of sad. I guess some people are not able to, to beat Knights of the Old Republic 2, uh, due to a bug in the game where, where you like get to a certain, um, cut scene, like when you get to a certain planet and there's a cutscene, and then your game just automatically like just dies and then you have to restart. Um, I had actually read a couple reviews that mentioned that before it came out. And interesting, another thing I didn't really know, um... Knights of the Old Republic 2 was actually not made by, um, BioWare. Knights of the Old Republic 2 was made by Obsidian. It was made by the company that did, um, Fallout. Aspect.
0: Oh, Fallout. Yeah. That's right.
1: So, uh, they actually switched them. Switched between oh. companies. So, BioWare did the first one, and then they threw the engine to another company to do two. That's why there's kind of a division. Well, actually, I think most people think that two is nowhere as good as one. But, uh... But yeah, apparently there is, there's a, there's like a bug in there where you get to a certain part and you just can't progress. It'll just automatically just, the game will die every time you get to this planet.
0: I heard Andromeda is the best one.
1: Oh, Mass Effect? Yeah, that one sucks. But, uh, but, so apparently they, they talk, they, you know, people said enough on Twitter or whatever and Aspire, like, mentioned, they're like, oh shit, uh, sorry, you know, you can't, you can't get past this. We're going to try to take care of it as soon as we can. But what I think is kind of funny is they've actually, they actually told you how to cheat how to cheat in the game and how to like warp past that world to go oh, to the, really? to go to the next world to beat the game. So they did they found a way for people to beat the game, but you have to put a cheat code in and they actually like tweeted it out and said like this is how you do it.
0: Are they still going to make a patch or are they just like... No, no,
1: they're still going to patch patch it, but they're like, here in the meantime, here's a workaround where you can actually go past that level or past that planet and go to the next planet and still finish Mm -hmm. the game. So for anybody who's like, you know, been playing it for a while and it's been, it's been getting great reviews and even people who couldn't finish were like, it's been a lot of fun, but I got stuck at this part. That's a bug that hopefully they'll fix later, you know? And apparently the original ending sucks. And there was a fan made, there was like a fan made ending that they're actually going to include as free DLC later that isn't there yet. So oh, that was a big deal about re-releasing the second one, is they're actually going to add this fan-made DLC that somebody had made to, like, make the ending not be dumb. Because I guess the ending just happens, and it's just like, and it's over. And it's like not every, really everything's resolved. But somebody created an ending on their own, and they're going to add that to it. So so I, I'm glad that I haven't bought it yet. I mean, I'm still working my way through Night Seal Republic 1. But I'm now I'm not really you know on the fast track to getting the second one. I'll wait for them to fix that shit and then I'll get it later. And also I got an email from Nintendo saying that it was one cent less. It's like it's on sale for fourteen ninety nine instead of fifteen. I'm like get out of here with that shit.
0: You like should probably out. grab it while you can. Yeah,
1: You're regret it later. <laughs> I mean I already said I'm not getting it until I beat Knights uh, of the Old Republic one. So but it, and and now that I heard about all this shit going on with the bugs and all that, I'm like I'll wait till you fix it, you know, and then I'll, then I'll play it. Whatever. But yeah, that's been our episode. Three hundred twenty-six.
0: I did have one more thing to say. Well, I have to explain why I said at the top of the show I was like, "If I just played the uh, new Super Mario Brothers two of top-down shooters, I forgot to explain that the game I beat. Uh, wait, I've written down here. Giga, Giga, Giga Wing. Yeah, Giga Wing. Yeah. Um, I forgot to mention it, and I don't know why because it's like pretty interesting part of the game. While you're blowing up all the enemies when they die." They turn into like these gold tokens that are the shape of the actual enemy, the sprite. You're just constantly collecting like all these crazy gold coins that are falling everywhere. So they just give you points, but it's like you don't get the points unless you collect the gold. So there's just this constant torrent of you're collecting gold, and it it's like almost like loot based, just like New Super Mario Brothers 2 or like uh, I don't know other games where you're just trying to collect as much shit as you can, like. They really shoehorned this into a top down shooter, and I've never seen it anywhere else like this before. But that's the reason why I beat it, because I just wanted to keep playing it, because I'm just like, what the hell is going on here? (laughs) Like, there's just gold falling constantly. I'm collecting it and I'm getting points, and it's very fun, even though I don't know why I'm collecting this. So I wanted to mention that, like, that was an important clarification for why I said that.
1: For sure. You know, I, I didn't expect you to get that arcade collection, but I'm glad you're having fun with it. So it's weird uh, for me, like looking at it, it's like my brain, like every Capcom thing automatically thinks about like Street Fighter and like Darkstalkers and like all these like fighting games. But they had all this other shit. Like they have like, you know, like top-down shooters and they even have like side-scrolling type games. And there's like that <laughs> wizard game that's kind of cool that's on there. You know, like it's a bunch of shit like that you don't think about. Like for me, I automatically think about Street Fighter and all the others, you know. The, the fighting game genre stuff, but there's other shit on there, so that's cool. But you know, next week we'll be back, and we'll, of course we'll talk about the fighting collection and all that. But if you like, if you if you like hearing our voices and you want to support the show, go to patreon.com/slash Main Podcast, and for just a dollar you can hear our bonus episodes, and uh, you know get the edited one early, or at the five dollar level you can watch the videos of us listen to the WART radio wrap up every month and all that stuff. There should be a -A WART radio on the free feed, actually coming up this weekend on the best on Mount Rushmore of video game composers. So look forward to that as well. And, uh, you can catch us at youtube.com slash Nintendo main podcast or twitch.tv slash Nintendo main podcast. Watch my playthrough of teenage mutant Ninja Turtles shredders revenge on there. Also, um, yeah, also on Twitter, you can find Jeremy and I at jmacstack and at ninten_domain. domain. But yeah, you can find us on all those places and, uh, you know, Facebook, uh, whatever. Just Google Nintendo main, you'll find it there. And uh, that's our episode. Uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson.
0: I'm Jerry McCowski.
1: And John Knitter. He's not here, but he's here in spirit. But uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya! That I've been doing too long in here because on some weird timer where the <laughs> where the light just turned off. I mean I don't know why it's on a timer for twelve. Your
0: poltergeist is like, can I get some sleep?